Hi, everybody! Welcome to Nature Check's Arta Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. This is our 30th episode! <laughs> 30 episodes. That's a lot. We've been doing this yeah. for a while. It's very exciting. Hi, I'm Cheryl, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm the dungeon master for the Arta Campaign, and I'm also a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. When I'm not doing research, I'm also a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. Next, we've got Nancy. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Ecuador, where normally I do tourism, except for during COVID, of course. Uh, I play a roguish young woman by the name of Kay, and our pronouns are she, her. Then there's Peter. Hey, everybody. My name is Peter. I am also an entomologist. I get paid to teach people about agriculture, um, and I study agricultural pests. But I'm not doing all of the various nature check activities. I, I take photographs and currently still remodeling my house. So that's ongoing uh tonight as always on arda i will be playing cedric the our, our resident dwarven cleric and our pronouns are he okay <laughs> then there's ryan hello um i'm ryan uh i am a plant doctor sort of i uh, currently dabble in all kinds of different areas from plant pathology to horticulture botany, uh, entomology, all the things that go into taking care of plants. Uh, I work in uh, public gardens, so it's all about keeping plants alive for conservation efforts and education for the public. And in our game, I play Fletcher, a human wizard, and our pronouns are uh, he, him, his. Then there's Joe. Hi, I am Joe. Um, I am a PhD student at the University of Wyoming. And I uh, study how beets hurt crop. Actually, you know what? Or how weeds hurt crops. So little stream exclusive. This right here is a sugar beet. It's responsible for like 30% of the sugar that we eat. And we are studying the effects of the light reflected from that grass onto the beet. It's responsible for 30% of uh, yield loss in agriculture. And I'm trying to figure out exactly how that happens. I play our resident, our resident barbarian. Lucanus, and my pronouns are he, him. Lucanus's pronouns are he, they. And then there's Cindy. Hey, I'm Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an Andorian engineer over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels. Here, I'm playing Natia, the water method druid. All right. Uh, if you're watching us live right now, thanks for being here. I already see a ton of activity happening in the chat. Hi, Eric. Hi, Nikki. Um, hi, Sufjanism. Welcome, welcome. Um, as always, if you have any questions for the cast, make sure to put them in the chat so we can respond. And of course, be sure to check the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. Uh, don't forget, if you're not able to watch us live or you want to share us with your friends, you can, as always, find the sessions for our TTRPG games in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form everywhere. Follows, subscriptions, comments, shares, and reviews really help us out on all of our platforms, so thanks for doing those as well. 
well. Just an update, I said TTRPG games instead of uh, what I had been saying previously about our campaigns because we're adding some one-shots to our schedule to try to get even more guests on the channel. Uh, so tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, Peter and I will be joined by Chelsea of Chelsea Herps um, and Did You a Knoll on Twitter, um, and we're going to be playing a one-shot of the Wagadu Chronicles and Afro Fantasy supplement to D&D 5th Edition. Um, so we hope you'll come back and hang out with us tomorrow morning, so Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to uh, hang out and play that game. Anybody else have any channel-related announcements and things? Uh, ask an entomologist, um, as usual. Um, and uh, there is a Twitter thread for Nature Check upcoming. The internet is just really weird. Cool. Uh, well, then let's get started. Everything changed when the gods left Lacedes. The world became a complicated place. For almost a century, people fought with one another and struggled to find new ways of being. The loss of the gods also made the continent of Arda newly accessible to the outside races, and humans from Tenibria established New Seychester as an outpost city on Arda's southern shore. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard, collects samples and takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin, but in the meantime, he's met a lot of new and diverse people and learned to rely on his friends when the going gets tough. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, seems either to be running from or towards something, but he hasn't let his dark past prevent him from working with and protecting his newfound companions. Kay, a roguish young woman, is new to the violence and adventure of the broader world, but her desire to make a difference and do the right thing to help the people she cares about pushes her forward. And Nadia, a mephit from the elemental plane of water, was trapped on Arda while partying when the loss happened. Now that the river she relies upon has become poisoned, she's teamed up with this unlikely group of adventurers to save her home. After spending the night in the Muriam village of Flosagri, you woke up, purchased some arrows, crossbow bolts, and trail rations, then headed back out of town. You attempted to reorient yourselves to the assumed path of the underground river and continued traveling north. Due to an astounding number of natural ones and lack of foresight on the DM's part, <laughs> nothing much happened over the ensuing days, giving you ample time to think about, talk about, and pursue food. It is the morning of Pelorum, the 28th and final day of Bloom Run, and you have just woken up after a night of sleeping through a thunderstorm. Lucanus is soaked from keeping watch, Fletcher and Cedric are soaked through and sore from trying to sleep outside in the rain all night, and Kay is nice and dry from sleeping inside Lucanus's tent. The rain has ebbed to a light drizzle, but the clouds in the sky seem to indicate that it's not stopping anytime soon. What would you like to do now? What's the environment that we're in right now? Uh, what do you mean? Just what's what's around us? How close are we to the desert? Um, you're still in the grasslands. Okay. All right. So, how long do you guys think it'll be before we get to, you know, that big desert thing? Uh, I don't know, but it can't like... come soon enough because I am sick of this rain. <laughs> you like it, Cedric? <laughs> what? You've never experienced rain before? Uh, no, I mean, I've experienced rain, like, several times. It's just, it's really terrible. I mean, like, water should stay 
where it belongs, right? In rivers. <laughs> like, that's why, you know, dwarves were meant to live protected from the rain, right? We were crafted by Moradin to live in the ideal place in the whole world, which is underground, protected from the rain. If there were some decent tunnels around here, we wouldn't have to suffer this indignity that is having to wring out our shirts every morning. Lucanus is getting washed. Lucanus whispers over to Kay, he's just mad because dense things sink. Nadia has sort of wandered off to like forage for some breakfasty things, but is also very clearly playing with like the water that's still on the grass and like if there's any puddles and just having a grand time. Oh, it is beautiful out here. Like I said, it's still lightly raining, um, but yeah, there's just drops of water everywhere. There are puddles in some of the low places. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a great time for you. Nadia is just like supercharged with like plus 20 extra HP. Just <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly, but like if she were, if she were getting hurt right now, she'd be healing it. She'd be like, she'd have like regen she, cast yeah. on her just like constantly. She does also, she does also just look a bit happier than you've seen her the last few days. Rain Kay looks at Nadia like playing off in the distance and like looks down and sheepishly kicks a puddle. It seems to have no effect, though. <laughs> All right, uh, so Nadia, you're foraging presumably for good berries again. Would you guys want to continue traveling north today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. What? Uh, uh, was this? Was it? Um, just oh, was it a rainstorm or was it a full-on thunderstorm, like lightning and? So it started raining last night, and you guys set up camp kind of as it was raining and then like mm -hmm. partway through setting up camp it turned into a thunderstorm and it was just torrential downpour and thunderstorm for a good portion of the night so it was very difficult for the two of you who were outside sleeping to try to sleep it is now no longer a thunderstorm it sort of ebbed off uh in the morning during lucanus's watch but there was thunder and lightning very very frightening okay um <laughs> like, why is this what it's like being in your 30s <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm sore all over. Cedric, yeah. you, you are in your 30s. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, like, it's like, you turn 33 no, and your body just falls apart. Yeah, like, sometimes, sometimes yeah. you wake Starts up. Starts hurting and, and doesn't stop. <laughs> sometimes you wake up and your arm is just numb from the shoulder down. Yeah. It's like, I am I having sleep a stroke? I sleep on any big or... rocks. <laughs> Sorry, Fletcher, you were about to say something. Or well, no, I was waiting. No, Ryan was going to say, Peter, why did Fletcher choose to sleep outside? <laughs> there wasn't an alternative. I think, yeah, it was either like sleep on top of K or sleep outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was yeah. like a one person, like tiny pup. We only tent. have one tent. Yes. Lucanus yeah. is the only one with a tent well, it's that a, I know of. It's a two man tent. And Lucanus and Kay were both in it while Lucanus was trancing. And then Lucanus came out to take watch and nobody said that they were going to dive in there and sleep with Kay. Yeah, cool. so Kay took up the entire tent to herself, like the princess she is. Yeah. Go we start fishing. Sorry, sorry, Fletcher. Well, um, well, if there's no lightning, well, Nadia's gone now, but I was, well, if the lightning is stopped for now, when Nadia's back from her morning frolic, maybe she can check where we are? If we know how far we've come and how far it kind of looks to go, maybe we can estimate, like, 
is this going to be two more days or like two more weeks? Because <laughs> if it's two weeks, we better reconsider what we're doing. I mean, going going slow at this point might not be a bad thing because, you know, we're going to have to stock up on food before we go because, you know, we don't know what that situation is going to be like in the desert. 90% of Lucanus's brain is thinking about food. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Sun Tzu, um, you know, the, the most important part of an army, according to him, is the supply line. So Lucanus is well aware of this. Fantasy Sun Tzu, who wrote Fantasy Art of War. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of analog. Probably, but I'm not going to make it up right now. <laughs> just just blame it on Volo. It's always Volo. <laughs> the only person who writes anything. <laughs> Is Sauron in this universe? No. <laughs> no? Okay. I feel like you would have known that. <laughs> I feel like we would have too. He kind of makes himself known. Anyway, <laughs> Cindy, you were going to say something. Oh, at some point, Nadia wanders back over with some forage, probably more berries and stuff, and uh, takes a takes a look in the direction that we've been looking at. Give me a perception. And <laughs> Lucanus is ready Wait, with there the was cross. A part Lucanus of this is that I wasn't set up for. Lucanus is ready with the crossbow, just in case you know there's a big bird or something. <laughs> Not in this weather. <laughs> All right. That's uh, um, 21. Yeah. Um, so at this point, when you go up, even though it's cloudy and raining, it's it's a pretty light rain at this point. And so you are able to see quite a ways. Um, and you're just very good at looking when you fly up anyway. So yeah, you can start to see that the landscape is changing. The grass, you've all noticed this as you've been walking, the grass has been getting shorter. And Nadia, you can see the transition zone pretty pretty well now. Um, so you would estimate you're maybe like two-ish days travel from where the grasslands transition into the desert. Now share that with the group. Should be a couple days. Uh, can't come soon enough. Well, if 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 we're that close, um, should we all? try to spend some time gathering more gathering food uh, i mean if we kind of know things to to aim for um this is nadia you've brought back things we can kind of use as our search image to head out we could all try to gather anything we possibly can because i don't know how much we'll get walking if we're going to enter a desert that quickly we'll run out of things pretty quickly most likely uh, you also used party funds to purchase a week's worth of rations for the five of you, and also Lucanus and Cedric got a generic antelope last time, um, so you have quite uh... a bit of meat from that as well. Um, it's not all cooked right now, though. It's just kind of like raw meat in a backpack, so... Raw yeah. wet meat. Raw wet yeah. meat. Do with yeah. that we... what you will. Mm. <laughs> Did we, like, try to smoke this and preserve it? Uh, you did not yet because, uh, there was no fire last night, so there's just raw meat in your backpack. Yeah. We should probably try to smoke this and preserve it so it'll last as long as possible, so let's, yeah. I mean, so, if... Do we want to take a day just to gather more food and smoke meat and yeah. dry out? Yeah, preserving the, the meat seems... Like that would be kind of important. Yeah. So we, that doesn't. If that's that sounds like that could 
sustain us for a while before we have to get into the like the rations that are already more preserved. So we, I think, want to make sure that lasts. Um, yeah. If it starts raining again, we got to make sure we, if we get a fire going, keep it protected if it starts raining again. <laughs> yeah. So let's just take a day, start a fire, preserve the meat, maybe hunt, set some traps, and you know, do that as quickly as we can. And then fast forward. Yep. Fast forward. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So if you're taking a day, um, it's pretty easy for, uh, well, not pretty easy. Like there's a lot of wet stuff on the ground. So like, it's going to take some time to gather fuel, but like, yes, you can, if you're spending the whole day, find fuel and build a fire and start dealing with the meat. Is that, that's all you want to do is just sort of have a day where you're like making sure you're supplied. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, so you're hanging out at this campsite again for tonight? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you setting watches again? Yep. Yeah. I can take one. Okay. So, and then Lucanus will take the later watch. Okay, so... Are we, are we keeping the fire going through the night? That's a good question. Probably, I mean, like, I don't think, like, just the day is probably long enough to really smoke something, so, like, let it go all night yeah yeah that's, yeah like like you're like the watch just really just keep an eye on the meat make sure it didn't burn and if it's that much if it was a whole like larger animal i imagine it would be most likely in sections and we'll have to that will probably take a while it's a lot of like yeah. cutting it in little strips and <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're gonna want it you're gonna want it in relatively smaller pieces not just to portion out but also so that it dries out faster and because beef jerky is just wonderful. And yes, jerky too. too. <laughs> okay, so you're doing that all day. And then Nadia, you said you're taking the first watch and Locanus is taking the second part. Okay. Yep. Um, so Nadia, can you give me a perception check? 14. Okay. So as it gets on towards evening, the rain stops, but it's still rather overcast. And... As the so it was it was very warm and muggy during the day while it was raining, um, and now that it's cooling off into the nighttime, um, you start to see like a lot of mist or uh, fog developing. Um, so it does become more difficult to see, at the very least. Um, mist obviously doesn't have an effect on your hearing, but it does become more difficult to see around you. Um, but your watch goes pretty normally you're doing the first four hours of the evening and yeah you don't notice anything again the rain probably chased most of the things that would be around in the grasslands to some sort of cover so yeah nothing much uh seems to happen during your watch uh and then you're switching with lucanus yep okay uh give me a perception check all right uh let's see character sheets <clears throat> another 14 okay yeah, so like I was describing, it becomes very foggy in the night, um, and Lucanus, probably the equivalent of like one or two in the morning. This night after the rain is foggy, but you're still able to see something. You don't have dark vision, but you do have low light vision. But in the darkness and in the fog, there's a bright spot, a light, moving slowly through the mist a good ways off from you, so you're not able to make out much detail, but you can see a bright spot of light sort of moving slowly quite a ways distant yeah. from you. Yep, I have my uh, I have my crossbow and my greatsword ready, but I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay by the uh, uh, I'm gonna stay right by the camp. 
So you see it moving, and after, like, a little while after you notice it moving, you can hear what sounds like choking, crying, sobbing. Mm. I'm going to go over and wake Cedric. Cedric! Uh, what? I think there's something out here. Oh, did you... Um, something... Something bad? I have no idea. Uh, Cedric leaps up and grabs his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Uh, see that light out there? And you do. You can see a light faintly through. Again, there's a lot of fog. It's very dark. Um, and you can hear, when Lucianus points in that direction, you see the light, you can hear faint sobbing, crying, like someone's in distress. Ooh. Yeah. Um... Hmm. Can I... I'm, I'm making sure that I don't have uh, fifth edition in my brain. Um, <laughs> okay. Can I use... Oh, I know what you were going <laughs> to... Yeah, I don't have like a divine sense, no, do I? <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing in 3.5? Oh, man. <laughs> if you don't have it in your abilities, then... <laughs> yep, I don't have it. Aw. <laughs> um, and it probably wouldn't work anyways. Well, I don't know anything about weird mystery lights. Did you wake Fletcher up? I mean, do you want to? Fletcher! Fletcher! Fletcher. All right, let's go wake Fletcher up. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up, I roll over and immediately just, uh, my hand just flies up and smacks you across the face. <laughs> oh, son of a, oh, my nope. Oh, oh, my, oh, it's, I think it's, is it bleeding? Lucanus, is it bleeding? No, no. for damage. <laughs> I don't even open my eyes. I'm like, what, what, what could you possibly want? There's, there's something that we have to check out. So oh, it hurts. Oh, and 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 the the two big bad fighty boys couldn't go check it out on their own. I, I oh, yeah, no, we got backup. this. We got this. You, we just want you to keep an eye on things while we go check it out. We're being responsible and not leaving the party or the camp unattended. Make, could you just make sure that the meat doesn't burn? <laughs> I just sit up. I don't. I don't get up on my feet. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Baby, and I'm just going to sit there and watch. Thanks, Fletcher. We're gonna go and check out the light. And again, great sword at the ready, crossbow in hand. Okay, so while you all were doing all of that, the light got farther away from you and the sound got more distant. Um, so you're very far away from it and it seems very faint, but I, it sounds like you might want to pursue it. Is that the idea? Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get just close enough to see what it is, but stay within sight of the camp. Like if we have to run back there, we want to be able to do so very quickly. Okay, so as I said, it's moving away from you. So if you, you're saying you want to get close enough to see what it is, but stay inside of the camp, that's not going to happen because it's moving away from the camp. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think oh. we want to follow after it, but try and be stealthy because we don't want whatever it is to see us, right? Yeah. Okay. But um, we're not going to follow it for like a super long distance, but we want to at least, if we can catch up to it, see if we can. Yeah, we just want to make sure that it's still going away. Okay, um, so if you're going stealthily, roll me some stealth checks. I got a 12. Okay. Sorry, that is that is one of the ones that I always forget is not one of the <laughs> standard. Hmm, that's a, that's a five. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So a 12 and a five. Um, you think you're being stealthy, but it's kind of hard. Everything is, I mean, it's still relatively tall plants for, especially for Cedric and everything's wet. So it's kind of hard for you to be sneaky. But I had my armor like half off at, in camp. So I'm like kind of putting it on as we go. So it's kind of like clink and clink. Yeah, because you wouldn't be sleeping in it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, Lucanus, actually, can you do this strap here really, <laughs> really quick? Just, yeah, no, sure. tighter. Yeah. Okay, so you, yeah, you follow it for a distance, this light and the sound of crying. Um, and at one point you hear, it sounds maybe like a child's voice. Um, and you're not sure if maybe they heard you. Hello? Is, is someone there? Um, yeah. And the light sort of continues moving. Are you going to continue following it? Hey, what's what's going on? Are you okay? You don't hear a response, but you do hear more crying. It sounds like like almost kind of like panicky crying. Like you get the idea that this person might be lost. Hey, if you want to come over here, we might be able to help you out. Like we're we're out here too, so you know. Yeah. Uh, don't meta peter <laughs> i i, I know down. like peter peter like hates this so much and cedric uh, yeah cedric is totally like we can help you we'll protect you don't worry mm -hmm. so the ground under your feet begins to feel a little softer as you continue your pursuit uh you hear more sounds now than just the grassland insects you've becoming you you're becoming familiar with these sounds are louder bright high-pitched whistles that you would almost think were birds except for the fact that it's night however you're unable to distinguish much of your surroundings again it's still very thick fog which one of you are you walking side by side or is one of you in front i think side by side side by side no. okay um gosh i don't know High will be Lucanus, low will be Cedric because of heights. Three, Cedric, suddenly you hear a splash and realize that your feet have entered a body of water. And I need you, Cedric, to make a reflex save. Oh, okay. My speciality. <laughs> I feel That's like, an 11. <laughs> an 11. Okay, I feel like Ryan knew what this was like oh. the moment I started describing it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I do not know what this is. So. I don't either. <laughs> all right. Um, so an 11, uh, you splash into the water and all of a sudden you feel something slap you on the face. It's very wet, a very big something. And all of a sudden there are multiple of these big wet somethings slapping you all over your body. <laughs> they pull you down into the water and you are now grappled and being held underwater <laughs> so you can hold your breath equal to a number of rounds uh or uh, yeah a number of rounds equal to two times your con modifier so that is how much my con modifier is uh plus two okay so you can hold your breath for four rounds which means you get four rounds to i'm assuming you would like to escape the grapple that's happening 24 seconds that's it <laughs> Man, Cedric needs to work on his cardio. You have armor on, so you. Have... That doesn't affect how long I can hold my breath. Well, and, and you were just bragging about living underground where there's no water and how great that is. So why would you be great at holding your breath underwater? All right, fair totally enough. have practice holding your breath. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So I'm assuming you'd like to try to break the grapple. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, um, so you can make a strength check or an escape artist check, whichever you'd prefer. Ooh, do I have any... No. No. No, no, I definitely don't want to make an escape artist check. Because <laughs> <laughs> that has a penalty for your armor, doesn't it? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I have a negative, a minus five in escape oh. artist, I think. <laughs> so... Wow. <laughs> yeah. What's up, yeah, Ryan? I'm not gonna... I'm not trying to squirm out of there. I'm definitely trying to, like, grab one of these tentacles and, like, or whatever it is, like, that it feels like a tentacle, right? Um, it's like a big there are fleshy few, thing. There are a few tentacle things and also some really big flat thin things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to grab one of these tentacle things and try and, like, yank it. Like, try and, like, break it off of wherever it's coming from. Okay. And not it. Nat 20? Does a 21... Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, a nat 20. Yeah, so you bust out of this, whatever this is, and Lucanus, you hear, you heard a splash, and then all of a sudden just, like, a bigger splash, and then a bunch of movement happening under the water. Um, and then after a moment, Cedric's head <gasps> bursts back up above the surface. All right, uh, let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, somebody grab me! Let's get out of here! <laughs> Yeah. I'm beginning to think that light was something spooky that to lure us here. <laughs> yep, that's that's what I think too. So we are the moosing. Cedric, you crawl up onto the shoreline, um, and as you're doing that, you hear a different small voice somewhere near near you in the fog, and you don't see the light anymore. The light is gone. It disappeared pretty much as the splashing was happening. But you hear a different voice saying Hello? Who's making all that splashing? Yeah, don't go in the water. Um, we're, we we got a camp to head back to. You can follow us if you want, but yeah, just FYI, water, not safe. Who's us? Uh, uh, a couple of big strong warriors who just fought some kind of big tentacle monster in this swamp here. We're, we're semi-muscular. You're, you're I'm still holding this tentacle <laughs> for the <Okay>. record <laughs> uh, well so you look over and now that it's like right up against your face you see it's a vine of some kind oh, another plant monster um, and oh. if, you, if you try to investigate the are you going to try to investigate this water area or are you just good with the vine that you've got no We're I want just... to taste the vine what does it taste like it's sticky on the outside and it does not taste great Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all bitter. Oh, god. Yeah, it Drop doesn't it. seem like doesn't seem like food, does it? Yeah. No. Um, okay. Yeah, well. I wanna I wanna investigate, but kind of like to see if I can figure out the path that Lucan. Like, I wanna try and because we were just following the light before. I wanna look yeah. around and see if I can see any like footprints or anything like that. Where like if Lucanus and I were following someone. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. Uh, Lucanus, are you doing the same thing? Yeah. Eight. That's um, a low roll. I really ate that roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. This no, is... it's okay. A, a 10. Uh, oh, a 16. Okay, uh, so an 8 and a 16. Um, Lucanus, you're mostly just watching Cedric and looking at this vine that he's got in his hand. Uh, Cedric, you see first in the water... These big, flat, and when I say big, like three foot in diameter, big, flat leaves are just placidly floating on the surface of the water, right where you had been in this water just moments before. They seem like, innocuous enough. 
like water lily type leaves like yeah but like five of them in kind of like a palmate or like like your fingers coming off of your hand uh, arrangement five five big leaves three foot in diameter just hanging out so, on the surface of the water if only we were a bird with really big feet <laughs> <laughs> um and and um you can see uh, a bit of a f small figure not too far distant from you in the fog it oh. looks like they might be moving towards you. Okay. Do I see a light, or is it just a figure? Just a figure. Uh, Lucanus, there's someone over there. I know your eyes are... You have bad elf eyes, but there's somebody over there. What do I see? Again, yeah, because it's dark and foggy. You're having a hard time, but as the figure moves closer, you realize it's a knoll child dressed in a simple tunic. And she sort of is moving her head a little bit to try to see through the fog herself. And you said you were warriors. Who are you? Hey. Uh, I, my name's Cedric. This is Lucanus. Are you, are you a gnoll? Yes. I'm Achille of the Longclaw camp. Longclaw camp. Do we know the Longclaw camp? You haven't met anyone from the Longclaw camp as far as you know. Uh, okay. And what was the name of, um, what, uh, like Barika? Was there? Yeah. What was Barika's like? Do we know the camp name? I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, I know she told you her clan name. I don't know if anybody remembers yeah. it. I don't. Probably. I'm gonna let out. I'm um, gonna let out a whoop whoop. <laughs> okay. Um, Ooh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Just, oh. No, I think that I. Uh, yeah. Cedric, you can do an intelligence check to try to remember what the name of Barika's clan was. That's what I want to do, because Peter doesn't remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cedric also doesn't remember. Nope. Okay. Yeah, you don't remember. <laughs> uh, but you give the whoop whoop, and she kind of makes a tiny little like whoop. Like she's very tentative, and like like you're very strange looking. But you know, you said you were warriors, and that seems to be what she's interested in, or what she's trusting about you. Yeah. Are you? Uh, how, how did you get separated from your group? I saw a light, and I was trying to chase it. Yeah, we did the same thing. That's a bad idea. Bad Super plan. tricky light, right? <laughs> yeah. Anybody could have fallen for that. <laughs> uh, we've got a camp um, back, I think, that way. Um, if you want to come, we've got some food. We've got some meat if you're hungry. Mm -hmm. And then maybe in the morning we can help you find the rest of your people. Okay. Yeah, let's get to safety first. Okay. Um, and she will sort of toddle along with you. All right. I'm going to make sure she's toddling behind. Like, I, I figure Lucanus is probably leading the way, and I'm going to, I'm gonna like, protect the rear and, like, keep an eye out for things following us. Okay. Right. Um, uh, Lucanus, give me a survival check to try to find your way back to camp in the fog. Uh, Cedric, give me a perception check to watch for things following you. And while they're doing that, I'll say that the uh, the plant monster that attacked Cedric was called Gatorweed, and it's out of the Horrific yeah. Herbarium, a, a supplement book you can find on the DMs Guild that was written by an actual botanist. Oh, nice. 21. I got a 23. <laughs> All right. Um, so Cedric does a great job of keeping watch. And again, like nothing much seems to uh, bother you as you are making your way back to camp. Um, and Lucanus, you are able to find your way back to camp pretty easily, especially once you start smelling the smoke from your campfire. All right. 
Uh, so. Fletcher, we adopted a null child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that really what you say? <laughs> no, I mean, probably not. Surprised if it <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> Um, probably like uh, Fletcher, I, or actually, uh, I've already, I, I just found my pin. What was the child's name? I'm Akili. 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 Oh, I like that name. Thank you. Akili, I'd like you to, in, to introduce you to my friend Fletcher. Fletcher is a wizard and he casts like really cool magic. Like he can make things slippery or catch on fire. Wow. Hi. Hello. We'll He's deal also... with this in the morning. <laughs> He's also really tired because you two came back. Yep. I'm um, like a parent. You just came in at two in the morning, and I'm like, we'll talk about this in the morning. <laughs> and I fall yeah. and I lay, lay back down. Fletcher, you, just... did, you did notice before you laid back down. Cedric's beard is full of mud, and he appears to be completely soaked. <laughs> See, that that's not the part that I'm at all surprised about. <laughs> I'm just going back to sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you Achilles just sort of like curls up near your fire, um, just like in an area of the grass and sort of, you know, hugs her knees to herself. Cedric, are you going back to sleep? I think I'm gonna like take off all my armor, clean it, cast mending on my armor to like fix the the bits that maybe got bent or um maybe try and like get all the water off of it yeah and then and then go to sleep okay are you doing anything about the mud in your beard oh yeah yeah probably like take my boots off and like put them on sticks next to the fire so they can like dry off like try and like comb the mud out of my beard really need to like pick up some some bathing spells that's definitely <laughs> what, what i should <laughs> bathing um, spells. are bathing spells a thing in D D? No. I mean, the closest no. you've got is okay. prestidigitation, but mm. yeah. yeah. Or conjure water. Or conjure, <laughs> conjure water, water you above to, your head. Well, you have to conjure it. So everybody does that wrong. You have to conjure it into a container. Mm. Oh. It specifically says that in the description of the spells that you have to conjure it into a container. Okay. Um. Yeah. And the rest of Lucanus's watch passes pretty much without incident. But I brought out the science bell. Because I thought that that gator weed that attacked Cedric was a great opportunity for us to talk about carnivorous plants in wetlands Ooh. and Ooh. why they're a thing. So what is a carnivorous plant? What kinds of carnivorous plants are there and their different strategies for getting food? And why do they appear in wetlands and bogs? I feel like this is going to be one of my uh, uh, Qualls questions. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like one. Yeah. So uh, carnivorous plants are um, plants that eat animals, and they tend to hang out in wetlands because it is a environment that is very low in nitrogen, which things need to make proteins, and animals are a really great way to get nitrogen. And by low in nitrogen, you mean the soil is low in nitrogen? Yes, yep. So the plants uh, in boggy areas often have a hard time growing because the soil doesn't have a lot of the right nutrients in it. Um, so they yep. supplement by eating animals. What's your favorite yep. carnivorous plant? Oh, I I, I, I got to go with uh, Venus flytrap because it's a uh, native almost exclusively to my home state of North Carolina. Um, so that, I really cool. like I really like sundews myself. I like the way that they move and sort of grab onto things. Mm -hmm. 
I was bladder wart. Ooh, bladder wart. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. I was blown away when I saw pitcher plants for the first time in the Adirondacks. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite pitcher plant specifically is this one. I think it lives in Borneo and it no longer eats arthropods or insects or anything. It's been modified into the shape of basically a toilet and attracts a shrew to it. And this, and this like little, like little lippy thing produces more nectar. So the shrew literally like sits on it and then licks up the nectar and shits in the pot, which is hilarious. So that was my favorite. That's a good way to get nitrogen. Yeah. Well, and the nectar, the nectar um, is actually a laxative if I remember right. Don't know right, that with that part. species? Oh, okay. But it's a plant that eats poop. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It's there's, always happy. There's... It's always happy. It just has a big shit-eating grin mm -hmm. all the time. I think there's a another one. I think it's also a pitcher plant. I don't remember, but it's a highly, highly modified leaf as well that um, reflects bat sonar and attracts bats to it so the bats like drink from it and then poop under it oh wow and, and they found that like the plants that are successful and attract the bats um grow like up to 40 percent better than the ones that suck and don't attract the bats because they literally just like poop right there and they're like nitrogen yeah that's, well there's yeah, actually that's... there's actually a lot of um kind of proto carnivorous plants so tomatoes for example they have these hairs on them that sort of trap smaller insects. And then when those insects die, they'll fall to the ground, um, decay and release nitrogen into the soil that way. There are some people who claim that the like rose bushes in like, uh, the where, where I've seen the like stories, like the UK, is that the thorns will get stuck in the, the wool of sheep and actually sheep will get stuck in there and die. <laughs> That so that they're like killing vertebrates to fertilize themselves. Yeah, uh, it's a long-term perennial strategy. I don't know that anyone has proven that, but it, that's that's the claim I've seen on the blogosphere. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense at least to at least to me. You know, I've always wondered. You know, a lot of like plants that have really effective toxins. You know, you eat them, you die, and then. Um, it just seems like it would be a good strategy for plants that grow in dense thickets, you know, to sort of, um, you gotta die pets. immediately though. Like, I feel like yeah. there are, there are very few plants that like kill insta you. Insta-kill you? Yeah, insta-kill yeah. you, yeah. Not necessarily. It would have to be like, it would have to be like so delicious that you decide to stay there <laughs> and keep eating them. You're like, I'm going to wake up in the morning and eat more of these berries. And then that night you're like, oh God. Well, not necessarily, you know, if there's a, you know, a fairly sizable patch of these plants and the toxin kills you within an, you know, within an hour or two, which is fairly, you know, fairly common for some plant toxins, then I've always wondered if that was, you know, strategy as to why, you know, some plants are, you know, like heinously toxic things like oleander, um, some nightshades and. Well, yeah. if it was just, oh, while you're still in the patch, like, that would be, like, not a great guarantee. Like, it, like, might vaguely be kin selection, but it might also not be. So, I don't... I, I don't, mean, yeah. I don't feel like there's I... a great pressure to make that happen. Also, I, mean, I feel like, like for, you're, you're probably exclusive to perennials, right? Or, like, because, like, things like only... Like, by the time your body becomes available to an annual plant, like especially one that like already has berries mm -hmm. well it's yeah, already like, set it's it's 
fecundity for the year. So it's not going to be producing more offspring because it gets fertilized, you know, a month after its berries yeah. are fertile. But I you mean, know. like nightshades, for example, that have really toxic berries. You eat the berry, you die. It's a huge nitrogen boon for the seeds. But from from my understanding that a lot of things that like they don't want mammals to eat them because the mammals will crush the seeds but they're yeah. not toxic to things like birds where the seeds just pass through the digestive system yeah so it's like so it's still like seed dispersal because it's saying it's like usually they're brightly colored right so you'd have something that is non that is like toxic to mammals so they know not to eat it because they crush the seeds versus like something that would be carried by birds where it just pass through the digestive system. Yeah, and that's where we get capsaicin. You know, right. birds can't sense it, but mammals can. So I'm it, just, exactly. yeah. I feel like it's more common. I'm just speculating because, I mean, I, I feel like that would be a really good, you know, yeah. There's a giant pitcher plant that I believe lives somewhere in Africa, which I realize is a large continent, but yeah. <laughs> somewhere there. <laughs> um, but it's been reported, not that it happens often, but it like every now and then a rat or two falls into it and it will eat them. Like it's big enough for that. And so I feel yeah. like that would probably like pitfall trap style would probably be a better strategy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we've sort of hinted at it a little bit, but pitcher plants are a carnivorous plant that grows a modified leaf in a tube with some digestive liquid in it and often also some sort of attractant that usually uh, is trying to catch insects or other arthropods um, to fall in and get digested by the juices and consumed for their nitrogen. But we've also talked about ones that might eat some small vertebrates or at least their poop. But uh, how does your favorite uh carnivorous plant work peter how does a venus flytrap catch its food oh yeah so they've got little um it's so like the hairs that joe mentioned that tomato plants have most most plants have there's a variety of different types of little modified hairs but you know venus flytraps have a, basically a modified leaf that at the midrib you know the center part of mo most leaves have like a midrib um most flowering plant leaves basically they have they they can fold up and those those hairs act as sensory structures, so it actually takes a set number of stimulation. So it, it just one of those hairs being tickled doesn't do anything. It's actually like a set number, like four hairs have to be tickled before the leaf will will slowly close, or I mean, pretty rapidly for a plant moving, I guess, close. I mean, um, it's and, fast uh, enough to catch a housefly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. If you've ever killed a housefly, a lot of times you can be more effective by being slow and yep. steady than by like you're never going to be faster than a housefly. But sometimes if you're if you move it kind of a, a gradual, and they've got these yeah. teeth too, so like it's like before the housefly realizes that it's being squished, it's already trapped in a little cage, and then yeah. they fold together, and then secrete digestive enzymes that. Um, yeah dissolve the the good parts and leave kind of a the exoskeleton husk of the insect and then they open back up and let it blow away and then they can actually open and close multiple times yeah um, so i think i think all carnivorous plants i think that all of them actually capture their prey through their leaves i think that they're all just kind of modified leaves with the possible Everything exception on a plant is a modified leaf I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not the um not the uh, uh hairs those are actually uh, modified parts of the roots 
the trichomes are made from the same. Well, aren't sundew globules on the trichomes, or are those modified leaves? I aren't think... those like little things that they stick out of the leaf, right? Yeah. That is a good yeah. question, and I am not sure. Um, but uh, uh, trichomes are those hairs on the leaves are actually made from the same genes that give roots their their hairs. That's a They're... fun fact I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and yeah. while we're on the topic of sundews, yeah, how do those work? So they have these sort of protrusions. They look almost like a koosh ball. <laughs> and they are covered with a very sweet, very sticky liquid. So insects are attracted to it. And once they land on it, they can't leave. And then, you know, when they're struggling, the plant senses it. And it just sort of rolls up over the insect and then from there, it acts pretty similarly to the uh, Venus flytrap. It releases digestive enzymes and digests the insect and eats it that way. Kushball is a reference I don't know if everyone in our audience will get. Um, but Nancy, it looked like you were going to say something. So one thing that's really interesting about the sundews is that we're studying that glue as a hydrogel, as trying to copy it to make a basically a biodegradable but very strong and stable glue hmm. oh cool. interesting nice and ryan how does your favorite uh carnivorous plant work bladderwort is probably the one that the fewest people may have heard of yeah yeah uh it's so uh, yeah a lot of bladderworts well they're 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 either in like super saturated situations or just like completely in open water i really so i really like the ones that are just they basically float within open fresh water and they uh, they have leaves that are underneath the water and they have highly highly modified leaves that are uh, the traps that they use. And so basically it's kind of like a little cage and they sit there closed and they have little trigger hairs on, on this little cage or the bladder. And they actually build on the inside of those little cages, they, the plant builds up a negative pressure so when something hits a hair, it triggers it the uh, the bladder to open, and that negative pressure is like a vacuum, and it sucks in the surrounding water and whatever is there. Um, it can be like a mosquito larva or a water flea, or sometimes there's even big enough ones to catch like you know very small fish and things that have like just hatched out of their you know small fry, um, like the original, like the very youngest, and and really quickly they get sucked in. And when, as the water uh, fills into the bladder, it equalizes the pressure. And when it, when it becomes equal, it, that is what triggers it to close again, trapping the thing inside. Um, and then it goes through its digestion process inside that little bladder. So I think they're, they're super, super cool. And they're, I see, I usually see, I mean, you see all the other types of carnivorous plants in conservatories. Um, like we have all the, you know, the, the tropical Saracenia pitcher plants, we have or I'm sorry, the Nepenthe, tropical Nepenthes, the hardy Saracenia. We have like a whole bog collection outside. We have sundews and and pitcher plants and Venus fly traps. But I I've never seen a collection with a bladder wart on display. And I think it would be so it would be so cool to have just an open water tank, and you just rear Daphnia in another tank and dump them in each day um, to just let them live in there and feed the bladder warts um and it would yeah. be just it'll be a really engaging demonstration that could be done in a botanical garden that's yeah yeah i i did not know that nobody had them on display that's well, i bet me. somebody does i just <laughs> haven't i haven't seen any yeah um, which has been disappointing so, my dad oh, 
So my dad has a Venus flytrap in a jar. And when I was a kid, my job was to, like, especially in the summer, was to go around the house and swat any of the flies and then feed them to the Venus flytrap. Amazing. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, um, one thing about uh, uh, care for carnivorous plants, when most people get carnivorous plants, um, they actually tend to overfeed them. They don't need that many insects. So if you can go to a garden supply store and actually get Venus flytraps or some greenhouses will actually keep uh, sundews around as a sort of way to control things like fungus gnats or aphids and stuff like that. So if you decide to get one, and it is a really rewarding thing to own, uh, just, you know, um, feed it sparingly. So the real world counterpart to our gator weed, it would be closest to a Venus flytrap, would it not? Yeah, probably, because the trigger for the gator weed, as described in the horrific herbarium, is that, like, you coming in contact with the vines. So when Cedric stepped in the water and touched the vines, that causes the leaves to fold up. So it is closest to the Venus flytrap, just on a massive scale and requiring the coordination of multiple leaves at once. But then, yeah, the idea is that the plant holds you underwater, uh, and if you are unable to break free before you drown, then it's able to consume you. Yeah, but it's, uh, I guess it's a combination of a Venus flytrap and also the way that crocodilians will pull their prey underwater and spin it and cause it to become disoriented and drown as part of the killing it process, yeah. Yeah. So one other thing to note, um, which is, you know, kind of, it's not really a tangent, it kind of is, but um, a lot of plants will, a lot of flowers will actually uh, capture insects to aid in pollination. So a lot of times these plants will smell really bad. And then when the insects land on them, they'll close up for about a day. The insects will be covered in pollen and then the flower opens back up and then the insects leave and then they inevitably get tricked again. And um, I think some of them will actually um, kill the insects and then uh, uh, pollination happens that way. Plants, don't trust them. Yeah, so apparently the the cutoff between the difference, so like you've got, so a lot of people know about like fig wasps where pollination occurs. So in, in a lot of wild fig varieties, there's a wasp that moves from, like wasps hatch out in a fig flower, gain pollen, and then move to another fig flower, crawl inside of it, pollinate it, lay eggs and die inside that flower and actually stay, you know, die and live, you know, or their body decomposes and is reabsorbed by the plant inside the fruit, which is probably not an actual fruit. It's probably like a berry. I don't know what figs are, but I think the cutoff according to scientists is, is whether or not there's a protease or a, a, some kind of enzyme that actually dissolves the insect or whether it like it's rots on its own. Yeah. What? It's phycin. 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 Okay. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So yeah. like, there's a there's a carnivorous bromeliad so like most people who have seen bromeliads know that they have like kind of a cup shape in the center of them that a lot of insects will use for like reproduction and like frogs and things like that will reproduce in a lot of arboreal bromeliads but there's a terrestrial bromeliad in venezuela that apparently produces an enzyme that will dissolve stuff that falls into its cup and actually lures things in with a smell like joe was saying and so that's the the difference is just like, oh, it produces this this one enzyme, so we're gonna. Yeah, 
lump it in with the rest of the carnivorous plants. Bromeliads and their proteases. No, so uh, also um, one other thing that we should probably mention is that there are also herbivorous plants, plants that are parasites of other plants. And uh, daughter is um, one of the uh, uh, more important economic pests of things like wheat. It'll sprout as a seed and then it'll wrap around a plant and then its root system dissolves and it just picks up uh, nutrients from the other plants. And these can be huge, by the way, I think like 40 feet across or something like that. And then uh, witchweed, which is actually native to Africa, but has been introduced in the U.S. It's a fairly major pest of corn. And it works in a very similar way, only the flowers are actually really, really pretty. And there is a quarantine in certain parts of the southern U.S. where people are very careful about taking soil out or moving farm equipment because that's how it spreads. And these seeds can lay dormant for like 30 years. Oh, man. I, I, j- I almost I almost started talking about moving farm equipment and introducing invasives, <laughs> but we don't have to do that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We don't have time for that. That is a nature. This is now a Palmer Amaranth itself. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole other whole other monster. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for talking about plants that eat things. Thanks than... for not eating me, Cheryl. <laughs> I mean, you broke out of it right away. I, I even, like, I copied down the rules about drowning and we didn't get to use them. Um, so you were you were commenting on how, Drug. like, oh, um, Cedric should be able to hold his breath for more than 24 seconds or whatever. So basically the rules for drowning are being underwater is that you can hold your breath for a number of rounds equal to two times your con modifier. After that, you must make a con check each round to continue holding your breath. The first round of you having to hold your breath, the DC is 10, and the DC increases by one each round thereafter. Okay. So, like, it gets harder and harder the longer you hold your breath, which, like, yeah. And then when you fail your con check... The first so round, when you breathe in water. <laughs> right. The, fir- the first round that you fail your con check, so when you breathe in water, uh, the character falls unconscious to zero hit points. During the second round, you drop to negative one hit point and you are dying. And then the third, ra- the third round, you drown. Okay. Yeah. So question from the chat. If a plant eats another plant, does that make it a cannibal? Um, <laughs> as far as I know, daughter will not actually parasitize another member of its same species. Yeah, I answered it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because like daughter is absorbing nutrients that it doesn't have from those other plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wouldn't be able to get those. Yeah. But it's also it's also really interesting because you have this plant that eats other plants, but it's able to recognize other parasitic plants and avoid them. Um, and I don't I don't know that anybody's ever you know asked that question or studied it. But saying a plant that eats other plants and asking whether or not that's a cannibal is like saying, are we cannibals because we eat other mammals, right? Like. So, but I, but I think the, the cool question is if a parasitic plant won't parasitize another plant of its own species, then uh, no, they're not cannibals, right? Yeah. So like if mistletoe yeah. won't grow on mistletoe, then it cannot cannibalize itself, you know, its, its own species, yeah. Even though cannibal is yeah. specifically eating rather than parasitizing. So yeah. and the and the definition of parasite usually includes a modifier for has to be a different species, otherwise babies would be considered parasites by well, every other definition. Well, um in Carcia, the uh, males are parasitic on the females and anglerfish. 
I don't think so because yeah, because they're getting they, sperm. Yeah, they're mutualistic. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like I, it's easy to look at them and be like, oh, they're getting nutrients, but the females are getting sperm. So even though no. nutritionally it's a it's a one sided thing, like fitness wise, it's a it's a mutualistic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, incarcia males will, I think they're actually ectoparasitoids on the females, and they do kill the females. What is this? Did the females reproduce? No, the the females die inside of the aphid or the white fly or whatever. Um, it's a, a wasp called it's a genus of wasps called Incarcia, and they're used for greenhouse biocontrol. And the parasitism is meant as a sort of population regulator, because if there's too many females in an area, you know they need to knock that number down so that sexual reproduction can commence. It's actually a really interesting system. Another conversation entirely, but there are cases where animals will autoparasitize, but it just doesn't happen in plants for reasons that I don't think that anybody's ever really studied. Hmm. Hmm. I guess autoparasitism makes sense in the same way that some animals will cannibalize under, you know, certain circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, there's a, a stumper <laughs> for my undergrad parasitology professor, Dr. Stewart, if you're listening, get at us. <laughs> I mean, we'll you know, tag you later. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. And if anybody who's listening to this podcast happens to be a plant scientist and uh, wants to tackle that question, I happen to know a very good molecular biologist who is going to be looking for a postdoc in a few years. Well, yeah, there you go. Okay, so... We've done that. Uh, Lucanus's watch <laughs> ends in the morning, and you are all waking up. Cedric knows what's going on, and Fletcher kind of, sort of knows what's going on, but Kay and Nadia, you wake up uh, and realize there's someone else in your camp with you. Yeah. Lucanus and Cedric came back with a random small child. Um, a puppy so throughout... followed you home. Yeah. <laughs> no. So throughout the night... <laughs> Lucanus has been making sure um, Achille is okay. You know, he made sure that he gave her his tent. You know, he made sure that she was able to eat and just made sure that she felt, you know, safe and secure and I mean, taken she, care of. She mostly just wanted to sleep, um, but you're saying you're letting her sleep in your tent. Um, so was anyone else in the tent or had it been uh, vacated and was free for you to just put her in there without anyone? Kay, were you in the tent? If it was raining, yes. Uh, it wasn't so badly when Kate wake up next to an old child. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't raining, but it was very like foggy, misty. Was it wet? If it was wet, in any sense of the word, I was in the tent. <laughs> okay, well then, Lucanus, if you want to put Achille in the tent, Kay is in there asleep. Yep. So, Kay's gonna wake up next to a random old child. Okay. Um, yeah. So Kay, as you wake up, you smell like wet dog. <laughs> she's like how she's like Lucanus like I know that you often smell bad but like why do you smell wet yeah and you turn over as you're saying that and see a small knoll child next to you she screams <laughs> screams bloody murder <laughs> and the child wakes up and looks back at you and screams as well screaming <laughs> <laughs> Gay, giant like, hairless monster <laughs> screaming Gay, like, its face runs out of the tent and like trips and like falls on her face <laughs> hey guys k's up <laughs> yeah first first scream naughty is awake <laughs> in your tent 
And Cedric when is did up they get there? Wearing, wearing only his shirt, <laughs> <laughs> holding his Warhammer. <laughs> only, your, only your shirt? Are you Donald ducking it? Is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your head's down really low, but I'm like. Okay. <laughs> so you just see his like his skinny little legs sticking out, white pale legs. <laughs> <laughs> This, this prompts Kay to scream again. <laughs> what? What is in your tent? When did this get here? Where? I thought you were on watch. Were you not watching something crawl into the tent? I let her in. What? It's a, it's a defenseless, it's a defenseless null puppy. I mean, I, I. It's got I, teeth. It's not I mean, you. I mean, yeah, she could. Like, she's not going to be able to cause much damage if they... She's fine! It's a it's a child! We help children, don't we? I mean, I, I, yes, but I tend not to wake up with them in my bed unexpectedly. This is where the problem is. I didn't want to bother you when you were sleeping. And you want to bother me when I woke up? I mean, it's a better time to bother you. <laughs> Fletcher can attest to that. <laughs> you see, um, so she, she comes out of the tent and is sort of watching you have this argument and her ears are just like drooping and she's kind of like, sorry. It's okay. This is, this is not your fault, child. This this is not this is not you. This is this is a respect thing between like I, am I the only one who would want to be like, hi, like we we came across a small person, like thought hey, you Kay, might want Kay, to know. We came across before... a small person. <laughs> very helpful. Her, her name is Akili. I'm sure she feels hi. very welcome right now. Hello. Uh, I believe there's breakfast. If you want to have some, I'm going to go be, be right back for a second, I guess. Okay. I <laughs> I, so I sort of offer some some of the the berries and stuff we've been finding. Thank you. Breakfast. Yes, please. Where where did she come from? Uh, that way. There's like a swamp with like um very killer plant. Yeah, killer vines in it. Um, and she, she came was from the swamp. I was lost. Oh yeah, probably not originally from the swamp. No. That's just where we found her. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a, a little look around. Okay. Yeah. None of this sounds like what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cedric is gonna get down and is like like kinda like how how tall is Akili? Is she like Cedric height or shorter? I mean, she's like the size of a nine year old child, so maybe a little shorter than you. you I don't think you have to squat though. Okay. Because <laughs> you're what four? I'm gonna squat anyways. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy. That perception check is a big old nine. A nine. Um, I mean, I'm the... very distracted by the squatting. I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't have pants on. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> now Cedric, Cedric is I'm wearing so underwear, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just he's out there in his Walter Whitey's. Yes. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Qui Gon Bowers says, "Go put some pants on." Um, <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, so, Nadia, um, yeah, the, the fog is starting to burn off. Um, it's still kind of cloudy out, so it's not burning off very quickly. And, yeah, you see grassland all around you. If they're describing, like, a marshy-type situation, you might not be able to see it easily. If there isn't a lot of open yeah. water, you don't see anything immediately. Yeah. Okay. And no sign of, like, a knoll camp, maybe? Uh, not as far as you can see. All right. Kay, Kay comes back demanding answers. One, where did you find her? Did she, like, wander up to the camp? And if she didn't wander, what the hell were you guys doing? And where were you? And why would you leave us unprotected? There was no, we didn't leave you unprotected. Fletcher was watching the camp. Fletcher, were you watching the camp? They, they did wake me up. Yeah, but were you watching the camp or were you awake? I was aware. <laughs> Excellent. Point being. Uh, well, there was this mysterious light. And so we followed it and mm -hmm. we found her and also a plant tried to murder me. And there was a swamp. She was lost in a swamp, a, a swamp full of plants that try and murder people. Swamp. There's, but we're in grass. It was like a, it was like grassy, but there was also a bunch of water there. Like, and mud, like. <laughs> I imagine all the mud in my beard is like dry now so I can just like flick yeah, it out it's like <laughs> flaking out yeah it's like a, a cloud of dried like anoxic like nasty smelling swamp mud is like mm -hmm. billowing oh, out yeah. <laughs> real good also fun fact the difference between a swamp and a marsh is that a swamp has trees in it hmm. or that's one of the differences it was a marsh <laughs> <laughs> was it a bog <laughs> it was not a bog don't know what the definition of a bog is. If but it had no... been, you could have become a bog mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there peat in a bog? Is that what makes a bog a bog? Freeze-dried not... Cedric. I don't know if that's what... So, Peter, if you fall into one, it would be a bog. Uh... Have a <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. <laughs> I felt that was necessary. <laughs> So, ha has has anybody, you know, okay, I I turn to Akili, I'm like, okay, sounds like nobody has, has done this yet. Uh, where did you come from? I'm from the Longclaw camp. And where was that? How long did you walk before you ended up here? Mm, mm, I mean, a little while. Not like a really long time, though. So you left your camp last night? Mm-hmm. There was a light. What? So you must be fairly nearby. Um, does your camp move around a lot, or do they yeah. live in one spot? No, we move around. Do you know where they're heading next? No, but I don't think we were moving today. Do you remember what direction you came from? Mm, it was dark. Do you remember passing by our camp when you were following the light? No. Did you see our fire? No, you have, yeah, you, sorry, my dog just got very excited um, <laughs> about food. <laughs> no, you have a fire and smoke and that meat smells good. I would have remembered that. But she did pass relatively close by, right? Because we heard her. Yeah. Is did everything... you hear her? <laughs> did I hear heard her? her? Did or you did you hear like a swamp monster? <laughs> Cedric, make a 
Hmm. Do you have knowledge arcana? It's a good question. So we know she came from relatively nearby. It's a, a small child was able to move around in a single night and end up by us. You do have knowledge arcana? Mm-hmm. I, I rolled a 14. A 14. You're not sure that the light and the sound was this child. You think it might have been something else, especially because the voices weren't the same and she does not appear to have any sort of light-making items Apparatus. with her. Yeah. Oh. She's not bioluminescent? Not that you're aware. <laughs> um, I've discovered so, a new fact about gnolls. Right? They are not uh, bioluminescent. <laughs> so when when you when you met her after the plant attacked you, you saw just a dark figure moving through the fog, right? She didn't have a light so, with her. So those those were completely that was completely serendipitous running into her. She said hmm. that she followed a light. Akili, did you hear a sound with the light like they did? Mm-hmm. It was laughing. It was laughing. Yeah. They heard somebody crying. Oh, that's sad. Can I see if I know anything about what this sounds what this yeah. sounds like? Light knowledge. and and. Knowledge I mean, I think it? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sixteen. Oh, what do you think? Arcana it is? sixteen. <clears throat> what do you think it is? I think it was a like will o' the wisp type thing. Yeah, that's a a good supposition. Uh, it was light and sound in the darkness, but they didn't get a good look at it, and it led them to a wetland. Yeah. Yeah. So, it sounds like both of you were lured to the swamp uh, by the wisp creature uh, in order to meet your demise, uh, which sounds like it was almost successful. Uh, <laughs> uh, not really. Nah, it wasn't even close. I just ripped that thing apart. No problem. It was. It wasn't very strong. Does Hedrick still have the, like, piece of the, the leaf or whatever? No, I threw it on the ground after I tasted it. <laughs> oh, right, it tasted bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I keep it if it doesn't taste good? <laughs> so, so, we can, so we can know whatever direction she came from. She didn't pass near enough by our camp to see or smell anything. Being a knoll, that probably a pretty good distance she would have smelled smoking meat. So that really narrows down the directions in which she could have come from. Yeah, it depends on the wind direction. Does anybody remember what wind direction the wind was blowing last night? There wasn't much of a wind, which is why mm. the fog was hanging. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cedric doesn't know much about weather. I know. <laughs> Cedric doesn't know much about anything. <laughs> well, I He knows some... a lot about rocks, rat some farming. Caves, some caves, especially the larger ones, do mm -hmm. have their own weather systems. Mm -hmm. Moradin? <laughs> I'm sure you can know a lot about your make-believe friend. Ooh. Oh, oh. Kay is not, not in a good mood today. Would you be if you woke up with a stranger with giant teeth next to you? They're not that big yet. I mean, but you, like you know, those. yeah, I do. We, yeah, and it's the principle. It's not her. It's the principle of the matter. And you know what? Um. Being a kid out in the wilderness, uh, you know, we we just we have to help her. I mean, I live here. It's not really wilderness, but anyway, we can we can get into an argument about the concept of wilderness at some other point. <laughs> being Kate? being being alone and you know out out there is just I don't know. I just I just had to help. That's that's just. Kay yeah. like looks at Lucanus and looks around, gets a plate, slaps some meat on it, and hands the plate to her. <gasps> Thank you. Probably better than berries for you, huh? 
I mean, I like to eat everything. Perfect. Here's some I meat do. for breakfast. I do too. So, Akili, do do you know how to get back home? Uh, I mean, I could probably figure it out. Um, can you can you yep. smell anything? Like, can you do you detect your clan? I don't remember if gnolls have the scent thing. Uh, <laughs> let's look it up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And if and without knowing all the orientation of all these things over the night, would I would we be able to deduce a probable direction that she may have come from, even mm-hmm. if it's like northwest, like a big like? Oh, I guess it would depend on you figuring out where this marsh was. Um, or is mm-hmm. because like you're you've sort of been traveling more or less through the center of this grasslands, so yeah. you the marsh could be in any of the four cardinal directions from you. Well, I'm guessing they re- do. You two remember the direction you headed out from camp? I was half asleep. Um, I think Break so. Out. I mean, everything looks really different in the daytime. I mean, where we're... what side was the tent on that you walked <laughs> to go past? Those things didn't move. <laughs> It was it was straight out from the fire. Right, when in the grass. Do we remember three hundred and sixty different degrees? Yeah, yeah. Cheryl, do we remember which which direction we it was? Uh, Kane made a good point. Um, the grass. The grass would be pushed down because it's wet. Down. That's how they used to make crop circles. Is right. they do it on a wet night, and then when they, it would stay, it would be bent instead of broken, so you could. That's how you see the crop circles. So you track should ourselves. be able to track yourselves because it's not yeah. like either of you are um, not wide. So. <laughs> I'm heavy too. Yeah, exactly. And so one of you was was hauling a lot of mud too. Fletcher <laughs> yeah. Yeah. has no survival Glops. skill, which is why I am not trying to track. I'm trying to deduce this, not track things, because I do not have survival skill. Kay just like walks over to the push, like the push down grass and points. <laughs> uh, and Kay, it is uh, leading in a more or less westerly direction out of camp. So why don't we follow this until the where like where Cedric fell into the water, and then watch out though they're poisonous plant or carnivorous plants. All right, well we'll push you in next time then, and then we can see if Nadia can see where the Null Camp is because that's theoretically where they like crashed into each other, right? It was yeah. more of a Marco Polo situation. Who's that? It's a game that. I used to play as a kid. <laughs> Famous elf. Canon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so th- is that your plan? Yeah, let's uh, back up the camp because we might not come back this way. Yep. Yep. You're pretty much done here anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to leave the smoking rack that we built. <laughs> Just leave it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, we don't need it, so... All right, um, so you pack up your camp and you're able fairly easily to follow the muddy, wet, uh, tromped down grass um, back quite a distance. Um, it's not like you guys did it quickly um, to this. Uh, yeah, and, and as you come up on it, you can hear that loud sound again, the whistling mixed in with the other insect sounds of the grasslands. And uh, yeah, you see an area of open water with some very large flat leaves in it. Um, and it looks like you found a marsh. Yeah. Don't go near those leaves. Is there a stick nearby? Uh, sure. Can I poke it with a stick? And what part of the plant do you want to poke? The, the leafy bit. 
Okay, yeah, so you pick up a leaf and you poke one of the big flat leaves and nothing happens. Are you sure you just didn't fall into the water, Cedric? Yeah, I didn't even fall. It, like, pulled me. It was like, uh, yeah, I was standing up and then all of a sudden I got yanked off of my feet. In fact, this bit, the first thing that happened, well, the first thing that happened was Fletcher hit me in the face. But then the second <laughs> thing that happened was this, this, like, tentacle hit me in the face. And it, I remember because Fletcher hit me in the nose, but the tentacle hit me on the cheek, and it was like real. Only one of those sounds believable, and it's the fact that Fletcher hit you. Fletcher, have you heard of a thing like this? Is is he like? Is this a real thing? You do you study things? We got attacked by a giant vine thing like a week ago in the jungle, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it like moved and was like alive and stuff. This is just some like. Like, I'm just saying you heard this magical voice and you saw this magical light and then you ended up in the water and now you're blaming a plant. It Lucanus was there. Suspicious. He saw it. I did. I'll, I'll vouch for this. Yeah, can I think if I have, if, if this is something I know about or if it's an Arda-specific thing that I've never heard of? Uh, sure. Make a knowledge nature check. Nature check. Can I also, is this something that I've... Go for it. Make a check. Seen before? 14. 14. 21. 21. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, Fletcher, you're aware of carnivorous plants. That's a thing that exists on other continents, but you don't recognize this specific one that Cedric is gesticulating at. Uh, Nadia, you also don't recognize this one specifically, but it wouldn't surprise you in the least if it was actually a carnivorous plant, because you know there are a lot of large and or strange things on this continent that sort of blend the the idea of being alive and what it means to be a living or you know moving creature so yeah okay we've all seen some stuff mm-hmm again right, well... we were all attacked by a giant plant like a week ago with these giant like tendrils mm-hmm. that tried to pull us into its big old mouth i don't understand why yeah, that's kind of the same idea <laughs> Yeah, it's it was just possible. like that. Except I had to fight this one on my own. I, I mean, thought you I was... said Lucanus was watching. He didn't. Yeah, help. he was watching. He wasn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> he he was able. He was a, he got it. I think. Yeah, I don't. I didn't need his help. I mean, I'm. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I'm like really strong. He's he's a strong, independent man who don't need no elf. Yeah. Look, I could. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you look? Do you want me to do it again? I'll I'll go in there. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Look, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take K's stick, and start poking it more. Like, do it again, you stupid plant. Nothing That's happens. Nothing. Nope. All right. Well, based on how other plant creatures that I do know of, not on Arda. That may just not be what actually makes the thing uh, attack you. What did you come into contact with, Cedric? Was it these leaves or the things that pulled you down under the water? Um, I think it was. I mean, it felt like like it was. It was not the big you leaves. The bit it. I ripped off was more like tenderly, like a tentacle. So if I take the stick and <laughs> if I take the stick and. <laughs> Put it out into the water so it goes into the water near the leaves. What, what do you mean? You like, I mean, like floating it? I take no. I take the stick. Well, and like, like a little like javelin type throw or something. We're not near the leaves, so that it goes so that it'll go in and touch 
Yeah, you do that. Nothing seems to happen. What if I toss a rock? <laughs> How big a rock are you throwing? <laughs> uh, whatever I can find. If it's like like a. Okay. Yeah, you throw the rock into the water, and it bloop in, and uh, nothing happens. I mean, as much as I'd love to pick a fight, maybe maybe we should not be picking a fight with a plant. Achilles is just standing like a few feet back from all of you, watching you. Like, what are you what are you doing? Shoot fire at it, Fletcher. <laughs> <clears throat> Lucanus looks over at Achilles. That is a very good question. I think that they want to, you know, kick this plant's butt. Why? It's just something that that they do. Um, you know, they. What? That is. Cedric is saying that he was eaten by this non-moving thing, and I think he just fell into the water. Basically. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't eaten. Everything's fine. <laughs> If he had been eaten, well, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, if, if he was eaten, we would know about it. And can I can I look around and see if I can find the vine that I threw on the ground? Sure, give me a search check. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the vine with, like, a bite taken out of it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I technically just licked it. <laughs> no, you said you, said you bit, bit it. it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. Thirteen. Thirteen. I mean, yeah, you find it. It's it's yeah. it's a different color than a lot of the grass around you and also a different texture. So yeah, you find it. Look and it's it look at this it's this big around. Look how big it is. I mean like I'm like flopping it into your face. <laughs> like look look it it was wrapped around me and tried to pull it tried to drown me. It does not smell Can't... great. <laughs> Kay tries to like hip check him into the pool. <laughs> Wait for real though. <laughs> um, I imagine it is not going to work because she is not big. Lucanus um, <laughs> looks roll over. For hip check. Yeah, roll opposed <laughs> strength checks. I guess. Dex. Look, Lucanus looks over at Achilles. You see what I have to deal with. Uh... <laughs> I got a seventeen. Bring it on, Kay. <laughs> I feel like you were about to hurt yourself. <laughs> I got a 13. Okay, yeah, so she, like, booty bumps you pretty hard, and you take a step to the side, and you're like, what was what that? What was that? Were you trying to push me into the swamp? <laughs> no, definitely not. Then Cedric just takes a slide to the right. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Nadia, can you... Uh, do you can you see a, a null camp? Maybe from yeah, here. Yeah, I want to look around, see if I can spot the null camp, or maybe the kids' trail, or just. Yep. Hey, that's a fifteen. A fifteen. You feel like you can see something kind of to the southwest that looks a little different. You know, like like how the previous two knoll camps both looked kind of like dark shapes in the distance. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you might see something in that direction. There's That might be the camp that way? I, I just realized something. When I was in there being almost murdered last <laughs> night, it didn't burn my skin the same way the river did. So that might be like information... Maybe you guys should write that down in your books, that the swamp isn't poisoned? Swamp not poisoned. 
But yeah, Nadia has seen a direction that she thinks it would be useful for you to follow. Um, but it is about the halfway point. So I think we can leave you there with those bits of information. And we'll take our 10 minute break and come back in a few minutes to what? We are going to have some, some a discussion about this later, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. It was like a... You tried uh, to murder me. No, I was giving you a playful hip check to see if you get startled or something. <laughs> this is where Cedric yells, insight check. Yeah, <laughs> insight, I want to make an insight check. <laughs> I mean, you can sense motive her. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is now a, like, in-party, five-person urban legend conspiracy like, <laughs> that nobody else in the world knows about. I got a it's four she, on my Sid's motive check. <laughs> she was definitely just playing around and trying to startle you. Mm-hmm. Kay, I am sorry for accusing you of something. <laughs> All right, it's okay. You are forgiven. <laughs> okay, now we're taking our break. We'll see you back here soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is new. We're going to start putting mid-rolls in the gooey center of our podcast episodes. These will be some combination of project updates, ads for other podcasts we support, or even silly ads for businesses in our fantasy world. But we promise to always keep the mid-rolls brief. Hello, I'm Nikki from Beholder Should Know on a D&D podcast. If you're looking for discussion episodes, Greg and I talk about D&D and TTRPG topics each Monday with guests from the TTRPG community. On Thursdays, we swap between either non-D&D TTRPG one-shots that we call Beholder to one-shots, or we do a 5e D&D actual play that falls into a homebrew horror-esque setting. All episodes release at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find out more information on Twitter or Facebook at Beholder to Know One, or you can listen to our episodes wherever podcasts can be found. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey ho, Pop Simbast here. Bubbling Fizz in New Sanchester is the place to go for all of your potion needs. I've got healing potions, resistance potions, potions for all sorts of situations, and don't forget our after hours deals. <laughs> so if you're looking for potions, come visit Fluvis and me at Bubbling Fizz. And we're back! Hello, friends! We have returned. Hope you enjoyed your break. We got snacks. Nancy wins with her very elaborate pancake that has everything in it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you had uh, just gotten to the marsh, and Cedric had shown you the plant that tried to kill him, and Nadia thinks she can see uh, something that looks like it might be a knoll camp in the distance to the southwest. All right. So, Akili, do you want to make your way back home yourself, or do you want us to sort of hang around and make sure you're okay? Uh, yeah, I feel like this swamp is pretty dangerous. We should probably escort her. Does anybody mind if we take a little detour to escort her back to her camp? No, that sounds like a good idea. Okay. Well, Akili, does your, does, does your clan, uh... Are they okay with people who are not gnolls being around? Or if we show up with you, is something bad going to happen to us? Well, you said you were warriors, so that seems like a good start. And, I mean, there are lots of people who aren't gnolls out here, right? There's goblins, and there are those little, like, mouse people. So, like, I mean... The mouse people are super cool. Also, you talk like us, so... Okay, I just wanted to make sure you you okay. just never you. Some people don't like uh, uh, or maybe they had something bad happen to them and they'd be afraid. Um, and they uh, 
Do you, uh, does your clan ever interact with other clans? We we already have some friends in the Farun clan, uh, uh, Barika of, of that clan. Oh, I don't know them, but maybe some of the grown-ups do. Yeah. Because the, okay. the boys move around a lot, right? So, yeah. All right, well, okay. let's, let's get heading. Okay, um, so you start oh. heading in the direction that Nadia indicated, and yeah, maybe 20, 30 minutes um, after traveling southwest, you come sort of, like, you can see the camp in the distance, and you see there are some adult gnolls out in the grasslands. It looks like they might be looking around for someone. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna introduce ourselves with a mighty whoop whoop. And that sound definitely calls the attention or, or grabs the attention of um, a large male uh, who starts moving in your direction. Um, and he sort of walks up to you and is sort of looking. I assume you put Achille in full view. Yeah, we found your kid. <laughs> Pointing, pointing <laughs> at her. <laughs> she says, hi, Kijani. And she like runs up to him and he like puts his hands on top of her head and looks down at her and is like, we were so worried about you. Um, and they sort of, you know, have a moment of interaction in what you assume is their own language. Um, and he sort of like looks back up at all of you and is like, and you are. Uh, hey. Hi, my name's Cedric. Uh, and I, I. Uh, Achille, we ran into each other in kind of the middle of the swamp last night. Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you so much for bringing her back. We were very, very worried about her. Um, She's had breakfast. Thank you for taking such good care of her. Uh, and he's like, he's sort of, you know, talking to her in their own language again. And he's like, I, uh, I don't recognize any of you uh but i appreciate you taking care of her she tells me you're warriors uh yeah has a sort of wistful look on his face lucanus has a sort of wistful look on his face sorry ryan what did you say Is it, uh yeah uh, warriors uh, adventurers from different corners uh we wanted to make sure Akili got home and and you should you should probably know she she wandered off due to what I believe is a wisp in the area, a uh, floating light that drew her away from the camp at night. Uh, the, we saw the same thing at our camp, which is how uh, uh, they ran into her. Um, so it might be something worth keeping an eye out for and informing the clan, or, or, or if, you're, if you're going to be moving soon, um, maybe a good idea to do that and, and avoid uh, this wetland area here. Uh, there's, there's, there's mean things in the water. Yes. Yeah, these big plants that'll come up you know, with the big nasty mm -hmm. tentacles. They're naughty. He's plants. having a seizure. Don't <laughs> mind him right now. <laughs> there there like... is some kind of plant in the water that apparently, uh, if if you step on it in this shallow water, it, it will pull you underneath. Um, so it's very lucky Achille did not go in the water. Uh, he squints at Cedric while you're doing that, and then he turns back to Fletcher and says, uh, yes, it's good to know, well, not good, but it is important to know that there are dangerous things like that around. I will let the king know. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Did you want to say anything else to him, or are you good? Lucanus holds up a morning star. Would you guys happen to have one of these laying around? I've been looking for another one. Uh, all of our warriors carry weapons, yes. Would you guys be willing to part with one? 
He just sort of no. gives you a look like. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. <laughs> are you are you saying anything else or are you turning around? Kay also um, hip checks Lucanus. <laughs> Lucanus, like nothing happens to Lucanus. He's just like a stone wall. You don't get to role play that role. <laughs> <laughs> Strength checks. Mm. Uh, a seven. <laughs> Use that advantage. Oh, use that. I'm gonna use that advantage. Okay, use the advantage. <laughs> Roll again. Just start a Lucanus. Come on, guy. Uh, I, I got to... a five. <laughs> Where's? I'm gonna guess. Sorry, that I'm that... looking. I'm looking for my strength thing it. in my. I got it. Um, stats, strength. Oop. Oh, there we go. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. She she just sort of like bounces off oh, of you. <laughs> I got a twenty-one on. Okay. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Either way, she bounces off of you, and yeah, he's just sort of looking at you all. Is there? Uh, any, I I don't mean to be rude, but I want to get her back. Is there anything else I can? Yeah. Just real quick. Um. Uh. We're. <laughs> Sorry. Thought you were about to say something. Am I interrupted? I think we might be wondering the same thing Cedric which is either good for you or extremely bad for me um... <laughs> oh my god your face is so stuckin'. face is so good we we are traveling that way uh, we were moving uh, toward what looks to be um, like some sort of very dry perhaps desert sort of area um do you do you know anything about the area in that direction? Um, what may be going on there, or anything odd that's been happening? Have you ever traveled in that direction? I think we're about two days away, two days out from uh, where we're heading. And he sort of nods, like, "Yeah, that's about the distance." Uh, I have not been there. I know there are strong warriors there as well. Uh, I don't know much about them, but. Are they gnolls? No. We stay in the grasslands where there's lots of food. Where, where, what are they? I don't really know much about them. Uh, they are good warriors for their environment, but I like it here where there's lots of food. Are they hostile? I mean, I guess that depends on whether or not you're hostile. Uh, we can take care of ourselves, but we prefer not to start any trouble if we can help it. Does that do you does that do you call that area anything specific a, a name uh, so when we if we encounter anyone to talk to uh, we can be on the same page the desert no yeah it's just no yeah well thank you very much Thanks. Uh, we'll we'll I'm glad Achilles back safe and we'll be uh moving on hopefully we uh, see you again mm-hmm um. bye Keely. <laughs> So he sort of hugs her to his side and they walk back into the camp. I'm assuming you turn around and start heading north again or yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Nadia sort of reorients you and you start heading north. Um, and maybe again, uh, so you're not, are you like going back northeast to get back on your middle track or like, are you sort of heading straight north from here? I don't know. Uh, Nadia, it what was, do you see? Cause we were never like, headed for a specific point just sort of that horizon right. looks like the direction that the thing is coming from 
I think we were kind of um, assuming that the Underground River was not moving in a straight line, so mm -hmm, we were trying to, like... Mm -hmm. Given that we are much closer now, can I make out any sort of features? Uh, you can give me another perception check and see if you can make out features in the... You mean in the desert? Yeah. 18. You don't see anything... Like, I guess it's more defined by its absence of features, right? It's, you know, sort of... Desert. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a suspicious plume of nasty-looking smoke coming no. from somewhere. <laughs> no cacti? You're not that close. <laughs> no, okay. we're still, it's still a long walk-off. It's just like, if there's like a mountain or right yeah something i mean so well yeah so you're uh you've moved quite a bit to the west so you are closer both to the mountains that are immediate to immediately to the west and then also again the mountains go straight north for a while and then they start to curve and go to the northeast so like yeah you can see that curve of the mountains and how they sort of border the desert from where you are but it's not like there's a specific peak that sticks out or something like that okay yeah then I would guess we just kind of keep just heading up towards the desert. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so you start heading north, um, and yeah, uh, uh, after a bit of walking, I don't know, what what order are you moving in? Are you going- He's in the middle somewhere. Okay. I mean, again, you don't have to go single file, but like, you yeah. know. Lucanus is bringing up Probably the rear. The lead. Okay. So, Nadia, if you're in the lead, um, you <laughs> encounter this place that- really strikes you as rather odd because it seems like it was made. There is a place all of a sudden where the grasses are no longer tall. They're very short and it appears to be almost in a circle. And you see those flowers, the ones that Kay was talking to you about, the spikes with the little tube flowers on them. Um, there are quite a few of them sort of ringing this circle. It looks very much like someone planted all of this or or caused it to be this way it seems very artificial okay mm. <laughs> I, I think i found i think i found your flowers they're i'm not gonna go like into the circle okay because that looks sketchy <laughs> you don't want to go into a fairy circle really <laughs> just i mean you're not going to follow a weird, mysterious no. light? No. <laughs> I knew better than to put that on in her watch. There's <laughs> something creepy. I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think I would sort of, sort of wave the rest of the group to stop and just kind of go up close enough to look at the flowers, but not enough to step into the circle. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're investigating are these the your flowers? flowers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they definitely look all circly like. Kay just like shouts into the void, what do you want from me? Is she talking to Does flowers? it do anything? Is that anything? I think she is, Cedric. It didn't do anything. Um... It's not the weirdest thing that we've seen, though, to be fair. Maybe you should try hip-checking her. <laughs> Can I try hip-checking Kay? <laughs> sure, roll opposed strength checks. I don't oh. care. <laughs> I got a three. Thirteen. Were you trying to hip check her in a particular direction? No. 
No? Okay, yeah, so Lucanus bumps you out of nowhere and you go stumbling sideways through the grass. Not enough to, like, fall over, but, like, you know. Am I fall- if- do I fall, like, into the circle? No, you just fall- Circle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why I asked if he hip-checked you in a particular direction. Mm. <laughs> Bruh! What the hell? You're, like, ten feet bigger than me! What- what like when I hit check Cedric, it was a joke because it's not like I can actually do any damage to him. Like, what the what? Why, man? Lucanus points at a beetle. Slug bug. Uh. Okay. Do do you feel anything? I don't feel anything, but also my dream was at night with the moon. I think you'd mentioned some kind of stones as well. Yeah, I think they were underground. Like, the dream was weird, as dreams often are. But it was, like, kind of underground, and then, like, we would come up and, like, pan, and you could see the white flowers, and then it was, like, overhead where you could see the circle and, like, the moon. So, all right. Well, do, do you think I should step even, into the circle? If you feel quick. safe doing so, we'll be here. Or... Do we stay here for a night and wait for the moon to be out and see what happens if it if we wait until it is like your dream? Nadia looks very skeptical. How, Should I also how, be skeptical? Do I know things about <laughs> very circles? You know many given <laughs> do, you, do you what? Given who my circle of friends is back yeah, home, yeah. do I maybe know something about this kind of circle? Yeah, I mean, you know about fairy circles. Mm -hmm. This doesn't seem the same. Mm -hmm. Like, because you said you started investigating the flowers. Like, they seem pretty normal. And, like, this grass, mm -hmm. like, it seems like grass, but also, like, yeah, it's just there's something about this that doesn't feel the same as a fairy circle. Hmm. Can I, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. I was waiting for that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, I was gonna. Mm -hmm. Kay is like poking one of the flowers. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Not like disrespectfully, the... she's just like touching it. Yeah. I step up to the side of the circle and use it to scan basically like across, from one side across the whole thing and just try to see what I what I can pick up. Yeah, um so you get a magic aura of the whole circle and then there's something stronger kind of in the center. Um is it uh um hmm. I think I'm going to I'm going to try uh, uh, I'm going to do a spellcraft skill check mm -hmm. um to see if I can detect the school of magic of the center really strong aura. Okay. Um, so it's a DC 15 plus spell level for non-spell effect. Well, that's not going to do it. No? No. Okay. So I know that all I know is, all I know is that it is, it's magical and there, there's something different in the center of this circle. Um, which presumably might be where you would stand, Kay. Um, this feels like it has a lot of similarities to what we did in that underground temple um, where there, there's some kind of power here. But it's only <laughs> if you feel comfortable doing that. 
Do you think we should wait until night, or do you think I should just go for it and try and stand on it right now? If you try it now, we can know if something happens, we know. Um, otherwise, I would think nothing may happen, and then we can wait and try tonight. We have a rope, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that if, if it would make you we feel have safer, two ropes. have a rope. Uh, <laughs> yes, y'all hold on one end of this rope and I'll hang on the other. So this is gonna be like a poltergeist situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Hold hold on. Cedric is gonna take his backpack off and he's gonna pull out like his his fifty feet of rope and he's gonna set it on the ground and then he's gonna say, Wait, um, okay, do you want like I could I could also cast a spell on you that might help? I could like do you want like protection or like um maybe like um i could like grease the wheels and make you like a little bit more skill skillful or something like that but which of those might, would you prefer would that maybe interfere with whatever is gonna happen yeah, i don't so think I so wondering. i don't think so does cedric think so <laughs> does does fletcher think so <laughs> you can give me knowledge arcana checks if you're so inclined uh peter you still have an advantage on a check if you want it yeah 16 for arcana wow i got a 20 20 um i mean like it seems like a magic circle but you're like well i don't think that either of those like those are both fairly low level spells what you were suggesting like you don't think that either of them would like do anything bad oh. it's not like yeah. it's not like a lot of magic effects kind of are at odds with one another yeah, yeah. If, yeah a, if, a if there are magical effects that are at odd with the spells that I would cast on you, they would be evil spells. So it would be a good thing for me to protect you from. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is like we still don't really understand the nature of these visions that you're getting. It could be some kind of like evil deity trying to like you know mess with your mind. So I was kind of I'll, thinking I'll I might them. use some Amoridan's magic to create like a m armor around your brain almost. I, I will armor. take it. I will also take the good old fashioned rope. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to like toss you the rope and also pull out uh, a little. Make a use rope check. I guess that would be a skull, I will you do it? a use rope check actually. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Would this be a good opportunity for me to cast a climb check because rope? 14. No, you're not climbing. No. 14? Okay, yeah, you yeah. tie a knot. Excellent. So good at this rope. Yep. Climb, rope is, climb is for climbing. An actual skill for use rope. Yes. I mean, I'm going to walk around. I, I pull out a little pouch, and I'm pulling out this kind of powder inside of it, and I'm walking around Kay speaking in Dwarvish. Uh, to myself, like kind of under my breath, as I as I slowly walk around her, like sprinkling this dust on the ground. What is the um, dust you're sprinkling? Powdered silver. Where did you get that? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, because we had this conversation way back when you were dealing with the necromancer, and you were like, "I don't have powdered that, silver." Because... That was like that was like twenty pounds of powdered silver to consecrate ground. Okay, this what is, is this? A little powdered silver specifically okay. the arcade material who put it okay if it doesn't have a if it doesn't have a monetary value it, I guess it doesn't fine. have a monetary okay. value okay yeah that's why i was assuming it was just okay. like included in a component pouch so i mean otherwise i wouldn't be able to like if we level up i just can't cast any higher level that's spells true. okay that's fair right. um so um i'm casting protection from evil on k okay how does that work three effects one 
She has a plus two deflection bonus to AC and a plus two resistance on saves against attacks made or or effects made by evil creatures. Any attempt to possess the warded creature or exercise mental control over the creature, including enchantment, charm, or enchantment compulsion effects, are blocked. It does not protect the effects from targeting the creature, but it suppresses the effect for the duration of the effect. So, like, it, she could still be targeted by the spell, but the spell wouldn't have an effect until a minute has passed. Mm-hmm. And um, she cannot be attacked or touched by summoned creatures. Okay, and this all applies to creatures with the evil alignment? Yes. Okay. You do that. Well, actually, the the summoned creature is well, yeah, so anything the... that's not good. Okay, anything that's not good. Is yeah. that true for the whole thing? Uh, no, the first is the the deflection bonus and the resistance saves are evil creatures. The second is any, any mind the barrier effect. blocks any yeah. attempt to possess the worded creature or to exercise mental control over the creature. Effects and enchantment effects that grant the caster ongoing control over the subject, such as dominate person. That protection does not prevent... Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, if the protection from evil effect ends before the effect granting mental control does, the would-be controller would then be able to mentally command the controlled creature. Likewise, the bearer keeps out a possessing life force, but does not expel one. This effect works regardless of alignment. Okay. Sorry. Neat. That's no, that's fine. You actually asked about. That's all right. Good to know. I guess I wait until the chanting is over and the circle, our own mini circle next to the big circle has been made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I kind of like step over like, <laughs> like, is somebody holding onto the other end of the rope or did she just tie a rope around her waist and let it free on the ground <laughs> I assume someone picked it up I hate you all I, I think Lucanus was asking about uh, like not tying I think he probably yeah, yeah. Lucanus is holding on to the rope okay <laughs> I just wanted to be sure <laughs> I hate all of you <laughs> she like he's kind put... of the go to tug of war anchor right yeah so yeah, she like puts like one leg over and like just kind of like straddles it for a second to see if anything bad happens. This is like an astronaut going on a spacewalk. <laughs> and then like puts I mean, like, yeah. the other foot over and then like, I don't know, unless she gets swallowed up immediately, trudges towards the center. Okay, you trudge toward the center. Do you get do anything when you get there? You stop? You keep going? Jump? You jump on it. You jump on it. <laughs> you get to the center, like, like Mario. You walk to the center and you boing, boing. <laughs> you receive no coins. Um, what about any mushrooms? And no mushrooms either. Okay, yes. You jump and you land, and you are standing in the middle of this, like what we would know to be like mown grass uh, circle, um, with all of these penstemon digitalis growing around you. She, like, turns to Fletcher and is like, and, like, jumps a few more times. <laughs> uh, Pensman Digitalis is also known as Foxglove Beard Tongue, which is, like, one of the best plant names because it's just got so much going on. Um, don't eat it, kids. <laughs> yeah, don't eat it. <laughs> Digitalis is not good for you. I like Plus that they were like, we need two mammal names in this plant. I know. <laughs> what was that, Joe? Uh, unless you have a heart condition. Right, yeah. If you don't have a heart condition, the digitalis will hurt you immensely. If you do have a heart condition, digitalis can be used as a medication. Um, yeah, so you stand there and, and jump, and then you sort of, like, your jumping subsides into, like, just some, like, bouncing on the balls of your feet. 
<laughs> just like hanging out here in the middle of this circle of plants. Maybe we should wait till night. Nothing happened, so. Hey, hey, Kay, the the spell I cast on you is probably probably gone now. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a long thing. There was like a lot of things happening. It doesn't last for very long. It lasts for like a minute. Like cool. twice as long as a person can hold their breath. <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good unit of measurement. <laughs> Kay like yeah. takes the rope off, like just in case, but like So you're still standing in the center but with no rope? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's um yeah, let's just uh try this again later tonight and see what happens. All right, so like another day of just kind of hanging out. We haven't traveled very far. I mean, this is important to Kay, so it should be important to us. Do you, I don't do know. You what do you want, think, Fletcher? Do you want to stay, Kay, and, and try this? I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you. Presumably, we'll, we'll, we will be coming back from wherever we are heading. So we what could be coming by here again. At this point, it's probably like midday-ish, yeah. It's already like noonish. Do you want to just like wait and see if anything happens tonight? And if it like magically a hole opens up here and it's convenient, then we can look at it. And otherwise, we just like leave in the morning and forget this whole place even existed. Might not be a bad idea to set up some deadfall traps around here too, while we still, you know, have access to the bounty of nature. Cheryl, what? What moon phase are we under? <laughs> like, what did we camp under last night? That's a uh, Qui-Gon Bowers just asked the same thing. Um, <laughs> and I am looking it up. Um, okay. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, so it was cloudy last night. And... We're, we're, I mean, with the, yeah, within the, I mean, yeah. the many um, nights we've been. Uh, the, the moon is waxing right now. So it's a waxing sliver. It is moving its way towards a waxing quarter, which will be like two-ish nights from now. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kay, what, in your dream, you, you emerged and there was, the sky was filled with stars and the moon was shining. Do you remember what the moon was like? Was it, was it a full moon? Was it? Do I remember? Give me an intelligence check. <laughs> I don't think I remember it. <laughs> I feel like I might have written it down somewhere. <laughs> I don't think so, though. I mean, I didn't uh, hear this dream, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh... Uh, a 19. A 19. Um, so you remember that there was moonlight, but you're not sure that you actually saw the moon. There was moonlight, but I never, like, looked at the moon and was like, ah, oh, ho, it is the, the half moon. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember my dreams either, Kay. Right? <laughs> I mean so like there was moonlight there were glowing white flowers and there were also stars so whenever that possibility can happen I guess <laughs> right now we are we're in a, a fairly small phase of the moon so there won't be that much moonlight so we we can stay and try um yeah I'm wondering if if this is a connection to what you saw in your dream um if 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 it has to be a match between those things, um, that would be inconvenient. What they just expect me to like come back at like a convenient moon phase? Like who has time for that? <laughs> I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas here. <laughs> That's fair. So let's let's try and spend the night tonight, 
And if we happen to be in the magical moon phase and our big gaping hole emerges in the ground, we can check it out. And if not, like I said, we can continue on and forget this place ever existed. Okay. Yeah. yeah if you want to, if you want to see it tonight, then we can stay. Thanks, friends. Okay. Anytime. So you uh, you hang out here. Is there any conversation or anything you'd like to do while you're hanging out here? Uh, we're probably going to set up some deadfall traps. Okay. Yeah, I feel like Lucanus and I are going to do the, like, deadfall traps, maybe some hunting. Uh, make survival checks for me. Big old nine. Mm. Mm. Dear jerky. Well, better than my six. Yeah, so uh, uh, remember how Cedric taught you how to make pitfall or deadfall traps and forgot to tell you to bait them? You both completely forget to bait them again this time, too. Oh, no. Oh, yes. We're just talking so much the whole time. It's just like we're not really paying attention to what we're doing. It's we're like we're when... debating. We're debating on whether or not Cedric would win on in a battle with that plant one on one if it was like <laughs> on dry ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, Nancy? It's like when guys go fishing, they just talk, never come home with fish. <laughs> I'm, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I, hear <laughs> nope, I hear nothing is... um, to the contrary, so this is, not this, is, wrong. this is what men do. Okay, um, so you do that. Um, and yeah, the afternoon passes. You're all just sort of like lounging around. I imagine Kay's anxiety grows with each passing minute. <laughs> you just sort of You can see there. like a spot in the grass where it's just padded down flat like a carpet. <laughs> Oh, you're just pacing. Okay, yeah. Uh (laughs) She's freaking out a little bit. Um, Yeah, uh, so uh, are any of you, like, napping, or are you just hanging out and, like, doing stuff but being awake? Candace is going to try to make, like, a musical instrument out of grass. Okay. What was that, Ryan? The the white flower and and some of the, like, tall, like, the grass we've been seeing and things. I'm going to... Just take take bits of it, you know. I pull up a, like a small plant and take the parts and do and use like the back pages of my uh, journal to press some of the plants that were around so they dry in the back of my journal so that I can describe them and have you know a little like hopefully holotype of a new mm-hmm. species that I describe later on. Awesome. Uh, they are flowering, so you got all the right bits for it. Except for the, exactly. the seed part. <laughs> are you taking one of the white flower plants from this ring, or are you looking for one out in the ambient grassland? Well, do I see any nearby around us that aren't, like, in part of that dense ring? Yeah. Then I'd probably take one of those. Because <laughs> okay. if it was the ring, I feel like I'd, I'd probably, like, I don't know, have to ask Kay about it, because this is a very, like connected thing to her um so if there's if there's like if they're elsewhere i would just take one of those okay um yeah so you pull up one from somewhere else uh but yeah there are lots of cool flowering plants in the prairie and you really yeah you haven't had a chance to do much plant sciencing so you spend some time pressing things and the day uh draws to a close are you building a fire and setting up a camp or what are you doing yep definitely a fire okay um, and it has gotten less cloudy. There are still quite a few clouds overhead, but it looks like it's not going to rain again. So yeah, you build a fire, you set up camp, and it draws down towards dark. Uh, are you setting watches? Is everybody staying up? What's happening? 
I feel like we're all staying up. I think we want all want to see uh, what happens. I'm um, yeah. staying take a watch. Up, I'll say. But I mean, Cedric we're also doing up. stuff yeah. at night. Yeah, we'll stay up until... I mean, hopefully we get some kind of close-ish alignment in our conditions to Kay's dream. Like, that we can mm -hmm. see the moon or some moonlight and see some stars in order to, to, to see if something changes around here. Okay. Kay looks at the clouds and is like... <laughs> 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 all right, yeah. So you're all sort of hanging out as it gets dark and Kay is looking at the clouds and Kay, it's like a scene out of a... Well, you Kay doesn't know what a movie is, but Nancy knows. <laughs> it's like a scene out of a movie that the clouds do sort of start to part, not because you're blowing on them, but just because... <laughs> because they were moving anyway. Weather magic. Yes. They part and you can see the almost almost quarter moon. So naming moon phases is stupid because a quarter is half of what we can see, but it's a quarter of the whole sphere. Um, but yeah, so it's almost a quarter moon or half of the face of it. Um, and the light... You know, you can see it, and there are stars, of course, in the background, because we've talked about how nice and dark the skies are on Arda, because there's no light pollution. Um, and you see the, the moonlight and the stars, and you look towards the circle, and the moonlight is reflecting off of or causing these flowers to glow. And as you're watching, all of a sudden, in the middle of the circle, where Fletcher had sensed that stronger magical presence, just uh, a, a doorway... Some sort of hatch peels back, like like the sod and everything pops up at an angle, and you can see a hole, a doorway of sorts. I told you, I told you it was underground. I told you that I like came up out of the ground. They're freaking flowers. See, I I would I told you, but that is freaky. Yeah, well, we do seem to see a lot of interesting stuff come out of the ground when, when you're hanging out with us. I mean, besides Cedric, yes. Well, I mean, the plant, the door. Yeah, well, in that, like, underground cave that you just knew about. I didn't know about it. I got literally pulled there. It's different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. it's. We get to see some cool stuff when you're around. Also, I'd just you like to point out now? that when Kay has these, like, experiences that seem a little weird... Everybody believes her, but when I get attacked by a plant, okay. That... But I'm just saying that we went back and looked at the plant. There was no evidence, as what Fletcher would say. But when we came here, there's now an open doorway. So I'm just saying. Lucana sort of gestures at the grass, and also to be fair, you know, be fair, grass. Be fair. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Kay looks at Fletcher. She's like, uh, do you think we can all go down the hole? Or do you think it like I have to go first? Or do like maybe I should get that rope again? I mean, I can I can come with you and lead the way to make sure that there's, you know, nothing bad down there. Or you can let, you you let Cedric go again like you did last time. That's <laughs> true. We let Cedric go last time. If that, I know about that underground things. Ended poorly. It did oh, end, it did. yeah. Well, for Cedric. <laughs> no, everybody got thought. hurt. You all fell yeah. in the hole. Oh, we all did. Okay, you're right. Everyone yeah. fell in the hole. Everyone. Uh, the I forgot about everyone trap, else. One of my favorite traps. <laughs> yep. And none of you had rope. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but yeah, we got rope now. I have rope now. 
Uh, I, what do you, I, I, I don't know, maybe I should just tie the rope to myself again and then kind of like, like inch towards the hole. What do we feel? Do you, do you, do you all want to go in? Yeah. I mean, if uh, there's another trap, you're pretty light on your feet, Kay. Yeah. I feel like maybe with all this armor on, I tend to weigh a lot. So if there's going to be a trap, I'm definitely going to trip it. Wait, well, so maybe I should go first. And if anybody should make it in though, I feel like it should be Kay. Um, and though I do feel this entrance seems to have been activated because of the presence of moonlight and stars coinciding. Um, so I think we should all be allowed in, but I also think we should make our way back out before the moonlight is no longer visible and the sun starts to rise because that may be what causes this to close again. So we should go now, 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 now before all it closes. Right, quick, quick, now. quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just like forgets everything that she was supposed to be doing and just like hops the circle and like looks down the hole. Okay, so no rope, no nothing. You're just nope looking <laughs> in. Um, Lucanus yeah. is, is standing directly behind her. Okay. Well, yeah, Nani like... is gonna kind of hover over her shoulder. Okay, Cedric. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my. It's like it looks like a little handkerchief, and I'm just gonna like wave it over Kay real quick. Cast aid or resistance on her. Okay. The, sp the material component for resistance is a miniature cloak, which <laughs> That's is amazing. a dumb material component. Everyone just carries around little <laughs> like, like Barbie like clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I stole this off a doll, and <laughs> it's like a it's a piece of cloth. Okay. Just like what a cloak is. It's a piece of cloth. <laughs> what does resistance do? Uh, she has a uh, plus one resistance bonus on saves. Okay. Four. For a minute. A minute. Okay. Um. Uh. Da, da, da. Okay. So it's Kay, and then Lucanus and Nadia, and then Fletcher, Cedric. I mean, I, I'll be. It's a hole in the ground. I'll be on the other side of the hole, looking down. <laughs> oh, well, it's uh, so it's it's like a uh, like a clamshell open kind of dealio. So you can't you mm -hmm. can't look down. It's not like a well. You can't look down from all sides. So. I kind of want to see Cedric like wearing like a. You can. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I kind of want to see Cedric wearing like a little Superman cape now. <clears throat> what were you gonna say, Peter? So, is there are there stairs? Yeah. So those of you with dark vision, and even I guess there's enough light for low light vision as well. So uh, Fletcher might be having the hardest time, but the flowers are glowing quite a bit, so you can even sort of make this out. There do appear to be stone stairs um, going down into the darkness. Uh, can I? Can I try and detect a trap? Um, <laughs> so you uh, you look for traps by doing search checks. Uh, would you like to do? I a think I. Yeah. Can I do a search check too? Uh, you can, but remember that only people with uh, levels in rogue are able to detect traps of a certain difficulty or higher. So you can certainly search if you'd like, um, but your chances of finding a trap are much less. Okay. Search. You said a search check, right? Correct. And you're doing this at the top of the stairs. Yeah, I'm not stepping a foot in there until okay. <laughs> every single stair. It's another check. <laughs> check. I got a nineteen. Nineteen. Um, this does not appear to be trapped in any way. <clears throat> I got she, a twenty-two. Like, it does not appear to be trapped in any way. She like closes her eyes, like <laughs> squints, and like puts a foot down. You know when you're like not sure if the stair is gonna break out from under you, and is like, and like kind of like skimmies down on her butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> she, she's not feeling the stairs okay yeah um so you start doing that and 
seem like stairs. I guess she'll just make it to the bottom on her butt then. Okay, um, is every- well, I mean, it's it's a pretty long staircase. Like last time, it seems like this might take you pretty far underground. Um, is everybody following her, or are you just hanging out up top watching this happen? Uh, <laughs> I'm following I, her. I put a candle in my lantern, my hooded lantern, and walk right down the stairs when she started. And cool. If she's still on her butt, I probably- pass right by her and keep <laughs> <laughs> after fletcher passes her she like kind of like shifty eyes and just goes after <laughs> like stands up amazing um <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. okay uh yeah so uh the stairs under your feet or butt are stone reminiscent of the last time you ventured underground chasing Kay's dreams but this time the walls are different Instead of stone, you see, feel, and smell bare sod on either side of you. The soil is held in place by an incredible mat of long plant roots penetrating deep underground. Because grasslands are super cool in that the roots underground can sometimes be quite a bit longer than the plant that is above the ground. Prairie soil. Water and stuff. Really, really cool. Yep. I see lots of emphatic nodding from the plant guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they're and they're growing from all the old biomass built up from those grasses, so the soil is like wonderful. <laughs> it is uh, it is beautiful soil. It is It would be nice if we soil. had it would be nice if and we, we had destroyed it in the dust bowl. Yeah, we did. Uh it's also an incredible carbon sink. So, All right. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Lacedes is a planet where the Industrial Revolution has happened, but if that were to someday become Thank a Thank God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so <Yeah>. refreshing. <laughs> but does it have capitalism? Because we could make our campaign just destroying capitalism. Dude, you're from Tenibria. Like, there's definitely <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Bunch of my and go destroy story. capitalism. Lucanus, yeah. Lucanus is all about seizing the means of production. I mean, it's, well, yeah, specifically Lucanus's backstory, you <laughs> probably don't love capitalism um yep yeah yep. uh i mean Kay works in a store like her parents own a store so capitalism <laughs> serves her well capitalism has served <laughs> fletcher well um i guess it's also served cedric well because his many of his family members are small business entrepreneurs <laughs> <laughs> it's true so but have to operate in a capitalistic way <laughs> yeah we're just trading goods between family members, basically, right? Oh, okay. we've, we're a very we're a very self sufficient. What people. about the woman who did your laundry at home? Laundromat? Oh. Did you pay her? <laughs> yeah, we fed her. We gave her room and board. Yeah. <laughs> she all the to rats, live in. That's all the, the rats she could eat. This is the only backstory character that you've made up on stream that I remember. That's because she's the best. Oh no. <laughs> 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 you oh, did this to yeah. yourself, she dear. was like a she was like an aunt to me I mean, just like <laughs> uh, the the long hours that we spent me telling her stories about Moradin while she washed clothes are, given, are very and, important to me and given what cedric tends to do with his clothes i and mean she would <laughs> She kept she 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 was so kind. She was very worried about my voice. She would say, "Oh, Cedric, you really shouldn't strain your voice like that. You should probably only talk about Morden for like maybe an hour or so, and then go find some other children to play with." But I would never, I would never abandon her to being bored. So I would, I would power through and keep on reading from the scriptures for her. She was very appreciative of that. I know. 
Okay. So it's held together by by roots. Yep. <laughs> There's lots of roots. Yep. God. And we are just gonna uh, root around down there. Um. So if you hang out on roll twenty, you'll be able to see <laughs> not much of anything right now. But you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> a square. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can see yourselves standing on the the uh, stone stairs. I almost said wooden. Was like, but no, they're not wooden stairs. There's stone stairs, and you are approaching the. Let me do the thing where I reveal. God, you are approaching the bottom. So now you can see. Let's see, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, right? Sorry, because you all have 60 feet of dark vision, right? Yeah, Yeah, except for Fletcher. Ah. But his lamp is lit, so... His lamp is lit. Why did it not reveal? Rude. There we go. Okay, now you should be able to see stuff, right? Cool. Um, Yeah, so you are approaching the bottom of the stairs. Kay, are you still looking for traps, or are you just scooting? Yes, I'm going to look for another (laughs) trap, because we know what happened last time. Okay, give me another search check. Uh... And you have advantage if you so desire. I got a 17. Does not appear to be, or there do not appear to be any traps down here. She, she like, squints and pokes, poke, like, puts her foot tentatively on the bottom stair. Okay. <laughs> or bottom thunk, just in case. Um, And as you put your foot on the bottom stair, you feel a slight depression, like the stone was loose. And... You hear a noise from above you, and you look up to see that there was, in fact, some sort of wooden structure above your head, and this st- strange sound happens. I don't really know how to explain or describe it as several snakes fall from the ceiling <laughs> and land on the ground in front of you and also on you. <laughs> he screams. <laughs> Screams! Ah! <laughs> and I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> Insert sound of snakes falling. I don't. Yeah. I don't thunk, even know. Thunk, yeah, it's like thunk, a like thunk. a yeah. <laughs> Just something from Slap. snakes on a plane. <laughs> something from snakes. On snakes a plane. in a dungeon. Snakes in a dungeon. Now we all know why she like tentatively touched the thing. <laughs> yep. Um, and I'm gonna add a snake because uh, Qui Gon Bowers. <laughs> points to get an extra enemy so let me i hate you <laughs> quagun bowers i thought you were i thought you were our friend <laughs> nancy what was Fine. your what was your check when you were looking for traps 17 man you didn't detect that that must have been that like a high like a i mean a higher level of trap mm-hmm mm-hmm Oh my god, why are there so many snakes? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Qui-Gon. Because of Qui-Gon Bowers. Well, there were, there were only eight, and then we added one, so now there are nine snakes. It's so symmetrical now. Oh, because yeah, eight, now we eight was three just That's so few snakes. Which, by the way, if we ever get to the point where we can get Samuel L. Jackson on as a guest, we are we are going to re recreate this. Snakes in a temple. There are too many damn snakes in this hallway. <laughs> it's an it's Indiana Jones type moment. Um, well, also if we, if say, we solve, that's not the one I go to. Yeah. If we if we solve this whole planer problem, you know, too many motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Oh, we can travel to planes where there are airplanes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On this plane of existence, the material mm-hmm. plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On yep. the material plane. Um, I'm hilarious. 
so hilarious. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, anybody have an initiative over 20? Yes! Yes. All right, 21. 21 for K. Hell yeah. She was ready for something to go wrong. Right? I told you I was so ready. I felt it in my bones. Felt it in your butt. In your butt. In your butt. I felt it in my butt. I felt it in my butt. I never realized that Baby Got Back was actually a song about surveillance. 15 to 20? Uh, I got a 16. 16 for Lucanus. Uh, 10 to 15? Silence. Uh, 5 to 10? I got an 8. <laughs> I oh, also wow. have an 8. Ooh, who has Ooh. a higher dexterity? My dex is 14. Uh, my dex is 12. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Fletcher... And then Cedric. Uh, Nadia, what did you get? Two! <laughs> well, for somebody who has cleric abilities, that's not bad. She's a druid. She's a druid, but... Yeah, but I mean, she can heal, so... Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I do have a healing tool at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Now I have to write down all the colors of the snakes. Pink, yellow. <laughs> For the viewers, there are, there's two blue, there's blue, red, blue, blue, green, green, purple, orange, red, pink, and yellow. So we're standing at the bottom of some stairs and there's just a hallway filled with snakes in front of us. A nice, a nice little square of snakes. <clears throat> so in square, square yeah. Yep. Um, so I am. I am just an elf standing at the bottom of some stairs, wondering why there are so many snakes. <laughs> there are nine <laughs> small vipers in front of you. Nine? Nine? Do, do any of us know what a viper is? That is a great question. Because I was just about to ask if, if we could tell if the snakes were poisonous. Can and I... then you said they were vipers, and now I'm like... Venomous. Venomous, Peter. <laughs> or, or venomous. <laughs> Well, you would probably try to eat them. Eat so Thank you. You probably Thank are you. worried about poison. You can, make can a, I... you can make a knowledge nature check on your turn um, if you'd like. Okay. But... Cedric just bites one of the snakes back. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's either Warhammer or Bite Attack. Those are my two things. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Please hold. I did not... <gasps> Oh no. Where is what? it? Where is it? Ah. Sorry, I did not write down the number of hit points for the snakes. Like one. I was gonna say they're not very many. Um do 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 small viper. Okay, now I know. Okay, so okay, you're up first. Snakes raining down all around you. <laughs> what would you like to do? She swears for her free action and I guess <laughs> Swipes at the one in front of her with her sickle. Okay. Roll your attack. Just, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to know who he swears to. Uh, 17. 17. Um, nee, 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 nee. Yep, that hits. Yay. That means I... you get to do sneak attack damage. Snake attack damage because they haven't <laughs> gone yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoops. Um... How does that work again? Hold on. I, I haven't... 
All right, hold on. I have two two versions of the character sheet because I have like the important bits of the one that I drew up, yeah. and then I, I have. Yeah, I think you the... have. I think you have two d six of extra damage at this level, but I will check. Yeah. Out. Sneak attack, yeah, 2d6. Is that 2d6 in addition to the 1d6 that I'd roll, or is it just 2d6? Yeah, it's 2d6 in addition to your weapon damage. Yeah, That's a lot. All right. Yep. Five, nine, uh, plus six, 15. Holy smokes. Yeah, you just, like, dice it into tiny pieces. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Whoop! You dice it into many tiny pieces. Um, <laughs> they're just <laughs> snake parts flying everywhere. <laughs> so Aw. Snake hadn't even done anything to you. <laughs> so prepared, okay, guys? Paranoid. Y'all laughed at me, but this snake is in pieces because I'm prepared. Y'all sleeping back there. There goes our chance of getting Steen ever on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I do not condone killing snakes IRL, but it's D&D, so we've already killed lots of things that I would not condone in real life. Would it, maybe they wouldn't have even attacked us. There's little noodles. Little noodles. Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have come from the ceiling. How are they still alive? How long have they been up there? That's yeah, very, but also, a very good point. I knew you were going to ask that, damn it. Also, I feel like you've got to set up after what? this battle's over, we all know that these snakes are going into our meat stock. Mm. Yeah, Cedric and Lucanus are yeah. making us snakes, too. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. This is free food. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, Kay, you chopped the snake into many tiny pieces. Are you uh, Are you doing anything else with your turn, or are you good? Uh, uh, where is she, where's she gonna go? She can't go anywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh... Yeah, because you can't go anywhere without triggering an attack of opportunity, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so she's just gonna like ta- have her sickle and be like, ah, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, then it's Lucanus's turn. So, is there, since these are relatively small enemies, uh huh. If I use a big weapon like a great sword, does that give me any sort of disadvantage? Uh, uh, no. Like it, okay. so, it's it's not the size of the weapon; it's the size of the creature. Um, so the size of the creature changes its AC. But gotcha. That's already yeah. All right, so I'm gonna do the rage thing. <clears throat> okay. So you know, form change, and then uh, I'm gonna use the great sword and go for red and blue. Okay. Um. How? What? You are you are in the second row of people on the stairs right now. So, um how are you going to get to that snake because it is in front of Fletcher? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to push past him. So, I'm going to go for pink then. Okay. So, you're moving next to K over here and going for that snake? Yep. Run attack. Uh that's just the damage. You need to roll the attack first. Oh, okay. Sorry. Are Fletcher and I in the same square? No, you're, you're one behind, behind him. Yeah, uh, a fifteen hits, um, and we can use the sixteen damage. Yeah, you also chop a snake into many tiny pieces. Huh. Please come on our show, Doctor Steen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why what we're doing is wrong. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So that one is also zerstört. Uh. Okay. Then it is Fletcher's turn. Fletcher, there's a snake in front of you on the floor, and Kay is screaming and hacking snakes into <laughs> tiny pieces. There is a snake. Um, in fact, there's a line of three snakes in front of you on the floor. 
That is, that's very true. I wish I had better spells. Um, <laughs> Quarterstaff uh, it seemed to work well for you in previous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna try to make us a nice little pot of buttered noodles and cast <laughs> grease in the middle of all of it. <laughs> It's back! It's back! Yes! <laughs> okay, what are we doing this time? <laughs> I'm I'm making a... I'm just putting out a big greasy puddle that uh, will last for... It says one round per level, so it should be three rounds now. I'm level three. On the blue snake, the center of where these nine snakes are sort of stacked, it's a ten-foot puddle, which will cover all of the snakes, the whole hallway. <laughs> and part of the walls. Um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, they have to make uh, reflex saves in order to really be able to move at all because they can't really fall. But they, I, I'm assuming, this probably means they just won't be able to get traction since snakes are moved by gripping, at, um, you know, with that undulating motion. They just, they'll just be grabbing onto grease. Oof, seven reflex saves. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, they don't have to make the reflex saves now, do they? It's when they try to move when they attack yeah no it's it's a it's a reflex saver they are uh or they fall or can't move for them or they can move at half their normal speed with a dc 10 balance check okay hmm. okay <laughs> it says creature in area must make reflex save or they fall each turn they spend in the area uh they can move at half speed a half normal speed with a dc 10 balance check failure means they can't move and must do and must do that reflex check Okay, okay. So they they can't fall, like you said, um, so I won't do the reflex saves now, but if they try to move, then we'll yeah, okay. Yeah, if they try to move they have to they have to check whether they get to move at half their speed and if, if they fail that, then you have to check of what do they fall or what other thing may happen to them. Okay, cool. Now is this gonna affect us? Uh, if you move into that space, yes. Yeah, any creature. So that is, um, let me, I will draw a square. Um, so it's all of this where the blue square is around the snakes, right? Yep. Okay. So if you move into that area, you will be slip sliding away. Okay. <clears throat> Fletcher does that. Nah, 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 nah. Cedric, there are snakes in front of your friends. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, I'm kind of stuck behind Fletcher. I want to ask a question. Did we establish in the previous fight where Fletcher used Grease that Grease is flammable? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> we set the tent on fire. Yes, yes, we, yes. Did. we did. We've, we've established I would like to grab the candle out of Fletcher's lantern and throw it over his shoulder <laughs> into the Grease. Yes. <laughs> okay, um, make a uh, dexterity-based attack, so a ranged attack. Okay, uh, so that's uh, dex plus... Base just, attack. Or just, just, uh, dex plus okay. base attack. Okay. According to my character sheet, my base stack is zero. What? That's what's on my... At least two. A ranged attack. Okay. Well, you're... Oh, right, yeah. Plus one. Right. Mm. <laughs> Let me... Yeah, third level cleric should have a base attack bonus of plus two. Okay. All right. Then it's a 14. Okay. Yeah, you hit, um, and it lights the... Uh, it lights this the grease on fire. Um, fried snake. <clears throat> and all of the snakes take... Yeah, I don't know why that's not updated on my um, my roll 20 character sheet, sorry. 
That's okay. All of the snakes take a lot of damage for snakes. Um, they look very crispy. <laughs> They're not dead, <laughs> but they are on they are on fire. <laughs> and the one that Kay already chopped up is cooked now. Yeah. <laughs> and we got dinner. Oh, now that's sufficient. It smells like yeah. snake bacon. Um, snake bacon. <laughs> Um, okay, that was, that was Cedric. Now, now it's the snake. Well, the, so the grease will, would the grease be gone now? He just burned it up. Yeah, I think I, I well, yeah. Um, do a. It's magical, but it just got used. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think that's a, a good argument, especially because you're making it, so I didn't have to. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Yep. I mean, I think it makes sense. Oh. I produced it, and it. It, it's just grease. I mean, it's... Yeah. Um, okay, so... Yeah, so the snakes will move. They're slithering closer. Um, and they will... Those three will boom, boom, boom down the line, make attacks at Lucanus, Kay, and Fletcher. Um, uh, I, put my, I put my D20s away because I thought you were going to kill them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lucanus, it reaches out and tries to bite at your ankles... For an 11, which will miss. K for a 10, which probably misses. Yeah, I have a 16. And Fletcher for a 19, which probably hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, being the wizard. <laughs> okay. Why on me? <laughs> the other, both of those other two attacks on, on YouTube would have not hit me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you take one point of bite damage as it's very tiny little things, <laughs> you know, grab your ankle uh, under your robe, and I need you to make a fortitude save. <laughs> now I'm going to get poisoned. Okay, I'm right behind you, man. <laughs> 19. All right, you do not get poisoned. <laughs> or envenomated? I should say. Or yeah. envenomated. Well, you do not get envenomated. Yep. <laughs> And some snakes, or actually a lot of bites that people get are dry bites. So. Mm hmm. Maybe that was that. Um, okay, well, the snakes suck. Uh, Nadia, it's your turn. <laughs> Man, because, like, okay. They're all crispy, but not dead yet. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll. I'll spike in, because, like, Fletcher's not right up against me. I just can't really get in, right? Yeah. Like, everyone's right on top of them? Yeah. I mean, you... Well. Like, I can kind of sneak in there. Yeah, I'll just hop over in front of Fletcher, I guess, and hit... What is that? Pink and blue with two claws? Sure. Yeah. Yep, because you're a small creature. You can share an ally space. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a nine and ten. A uh, nine and a ten. No, they will not hit. Nope. Nope. That's it. Okay. Uh, Kay, there are more snakes. Not feeling this one. Uh, I guess I look at the crispy one in front of me and slash my sickle at it again. Okay. Uh, uh, I get uh, 17 plus 5. Hits. Yeah, 22. Yeah. <laughs> Hits. Uh, regular damage. Uh, regular damage. I got a four. Okay, yeah, you destroy that crispy snake as well. <laughs> she hasn't stopped just like wildly flailing in front of her. 
You didn't even attack it. It just somehow, for some stupid reason, moved in front of you, and you just were still doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I imagine her, like you know, like it got greased, and then like all the flour went, and, and she was like right there, so her hair is like sticking out of her face. Yeah. Like, totally like, gone. Yeah. Which, by the way, by the way, that's a really important point. Nobody on the front line has eyebrows right now. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, and the snake—it's like sticking your hand in between a fan blade. The snake just like comes up and Kay and she <laughs> makes it into confetti. Um. Yeah, what what actually happened there was I tried to get in and make a claw attack and just was so busy dodging her. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> um, look at this. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to stow the great sword and pick out uh, my hand axe and my uh, morning star. Okay. So, and I'm going to be making some two-handed attacks. Okay. So, do I need to roll two d20s? Uh, well, roll one first, because you're attacking the red one, right? I am going to move um, right. Jeez. Um, this might be a bad decision, but I'm going to move right in front of Kay. Oh, okay. All right. Why? I'm flailing wildly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not stopping. So, if you move there, like, there's a good chance that you're going to get hit with, like, Stabby stab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kay yeah. will stab you in the back. I, Cedric knows. <laughs> she has a history. Yeah. But I also have like 30 hit points, so. Ooh, 30 I... hit points. <laughs> I did 15 to the first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not letting me move. How do um, I? That's weird. It should yeah. Be, your character should here, be I... your control. I can move you down. That's fine. Yeah. You're moving here, right? Oh, All right. Sorry. So, yeah. Nope. All right. So what did I roll for? Yeah, for... Uh, well, you rolled a natural 20. So roll another d20 to confirm your critical hit on the snake. <laughs> snake has one hit point. Turn it into paste. <laughs> yeah, I got an 11. Um, plus all of your attack stuff will definitely be another hit. Yeah, you turn it into paste. Um, was that the purple one or the red one that you were attacking? Uh, so again, um, two-handed attack. So I'm going to attack two different critters. Oh, okay. Well, which one did you attack first? Uh, the one on my left. The, okay, so that one is gone. I... Boop. Um, okay, yeah. so then uh, roll. Try rolling your weapon attack this time on the second one, so we know for sure. All right, I'm just gonna roll the whateverness is. Okay, so I'm just gonna roll the morning star. That was just the damage, and also your morning star probably would have been your first hit, and the second one is your offhand axe attack. Oh, but okay. Anyway, but that was only the damage roll. Anyway, you need to roll the weapon attack first. Oh, okay. So, weapon attack, that's the 20. Plus a whole bunch Nine. of... No, because it's going to be plus a whole bunch of stuff. Let me do it. Um, oh, I thought that it... I'm sorry. I thought that it added everything. That's okay. Hand, uh, hand X. Okay. And it rolled a 13. Um, So that misses with your hand X. Um, yeah. Okay. That's okay. I still got one of them. Yep. Uh, Fletcher. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast a ray of frost. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> Are we chilling it for later? Um, <laughs> we need refrigeration. Oh, nice. I forgot to actually, do actually. Yeah. I forgot to do this last time, but since you're casting a spell in melee, the snake gets to bite your ankle again. Um, what? Oh, did it crit? <laughs> Always oh, on me. No, no, that happened. That happened to Cedric. <laughs> 
that that one one fight the one fight where K shot me in the back. I I did that. I cast a spell in melee and got crit and died. Um, <laughs> Fletcher, does a twelve hit your AC? It does. Oh no! It meets that, it. That's a confirmed. It meets it. <laughs> oh no! So you do you receive two points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the best crit that's that has ever happened to anyone. Ever happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're the only one who's taken damage so far. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I, so. I need you to do another fortitude save. <laughs> yeah, I got a 17 on my fortitude okay, save. Okay, that also saves. <laughs> I feel like every time when the snake bites him, he gets to just like stomp his foot down on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, can I just do a stomp attack? Now, now you can finish casting your spell. <laughs> okay. Um, Should we invest in some boots? <laughs> <laughs> so that is... That was a 21 on the attack roll. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> I just, now I just really like the image of Lucanus with like his intimidating cloak and then like two cowboy boots sticking out at the bottom. <laughs> uh, Fletcher, is this on the snake directly in front of you? Sure. Uh, it's too cold damage. Too cold damage. You at uh, first it was crisped and then it was frozen <laughs> and it just like curls up in a little sad snake ball Aww. and is dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cedric, the, there's a lot happening in front of oh, you. Oh wait, well oh. can I? I'm I'm also going to move. Oh yeah, because totally. I can just move past allies. Yep. Um, since that thing is no longer by me, I'm going to step. Over here. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, you move out of the way. Um, yeah, Cedric, there's a lot happening in front of and around you. Mm-hmm. Is Nadia in front of me? Yeah, she's she was sharing the space yeah. with Fletcher, but you mm-hmm. also could share a space with her because she's. Small. I don't know why Roll Twenty is showing Fletcher to be like one square higher. Yeah, I than was seeing all it. All different. Okay, that's so weird. Yeah, to weird. me, he's appearing mm-hmm. in this square. Oh, to me. That's where I am yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. Oh, so I am, yeah, I'm, I'm behind, I'm in line with you now. I was in the front, mm-hmm. I was in the Cedric front line is. at the bottom of the stairs. I just took a step back up the stairs okay. and moved Yeah, I saw you two be sharing a space before. Yeah, Cedric yeah. is Oh, no, right I was always, I, I came down the stairs with K. I was in front of everybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not what I'm seeing on Roll20. Oh, well, here uh, we are. Now it's like but it's weird. Anyways, so, okay, so Nadia's still in front of me, though. Yes. So, um... Mm-hmm. And then in front of Nadia, there's an empty space, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I move through the sp- same space as Nadia? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Unless then she tries I... to stop you, but yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, Cedric's going to be like, oh, uh, excuse, uh, excuse me. <laughs> squeeze the Midwestern, by. Oh, let me Oop. squeeze by you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just let me sneak you past here. Okay, yeah, wow. Um, mm-hmm. A natural 20. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, roll to mm-hmm. confirm. 11. Plus, what's all your attack stuff? Oh, 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 it's, um... Oh. Two plus, or, yeah, so another three? Uh, yeah. Okay, so 14 would not hit, so that's not a confirmed critical, so it's just a regular oh. hit. Okay. So it was four damage, so two damage? Yeah. Or, what is... I don't know how it it's reading out on roll twenty. There's so much stuff in that calculation. Uh, yeah, I'm it's very... eight crit damage. I think it's four times two, so I think it would be four. Okay, so four damage. Okay, well that's yeah, I mean damage. it's enough to destroy the snake. So snake is dead. <laughs> Bloop. Okay. That's my turn. 
That's your turn. And that was a Warhammer, right? So you just, yes. yeah, it, this crispy snake, your Warhammer comes down on top of it, and there's just like a puff of ash that comes out from under the Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's the snake's turn. So they, I don't know, sure, this one will move up here, and those will be there. And they will make bite attacks at Kay, Lucanus, and Cedric. No! Uh, Kay, that's a dirty 20. Uh, yeah, that, that hits. Okay, you take one point of damage and give me a fortitude save. Um, you still have an advantage gift left over if you'd like. Oh, excellent. Uh, 15. That saves. Okay. Um, Lucanus, it bites at you for... Nope, that's not gonna hit. Uh, <laughs> and Cedric, it bites at you for a 14. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, okay. Mm-mm. That was the snakes. Uh, Nadia, there are only three snakes left now. <laughs> <laughs> only three. Yeah, sure. I can I can share with Cedric, right? Share yeah. space? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We're friends. Well, you're both small. Well, yeah. I'll hang out and I'll try uh, two claws against that guy. Okay. Which one? The uh, one, the one directly one. in front of us. So yeah. the like, yeah. blue green, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. I 10 and 11. Nope. Yep. It's kind of hard to like yeah, maneuver not... when you're yeah. sharing a space yeah. with someone. It's, and... it's a yeah. little awkward. Cedric's it's, like, oh, it's, there's uh, a lot going on. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I didn't realize you were there. I'm, uh, uh, here, let me. Still just... also dodging K and like Lucas yes. is there now, and I just don't. <laughs> yep, there's a lot. Um, speaking of In which, fact, can I can I move back a little bit at the end of that turn? Just uh, you get an attack of opportunity from that snake, but yeah. Uh, no, I'll save them. Okay. Uh, okay, it's your turn again. Uh, I will swipe viciously uh, at the orange one. I was stopped from flailing when Lucana stepped in front of me. Okay. But I have, like, yeah. With the dag, or with their sickle, and I got an eight, so I missed. Very distracting, Lucanus. Sorry. Okay, now it's Lucanus' turn. If I take a a five-step backwards, I don't... uh, get an attack of opportunity right right? yeah okay so i'll move back Mm -hmm. all right lucanus what are you doing i just oh that is not gonna hit nope nope that one that one will okay so which which one were you attacking uh the one right in front of me okay that one is dead goodbye um bye snakey uh fletcher there are two snakes left on the board one is 10 feet in front of you the other one is directly in front of cedric yeah, I'm going to try to shoot another ray of frost at the one right in front of me that started coming up the stairs and, and bit at K. All right. I feel avenged. The 15. And that's a ranged touch? Yes. Okay, then that hits. Okay. One cold damage. That was enough. <laughs> snake. <laughs> Snakesicle. Cedric, there's one snake left in front of you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try it. Uh, Warhammer, it is. Okay. <laughs> that does not hit. No, that does not hit. Uh uh-uh, uh. But it's gonna try to hit you. Snake. Uh, nope. That it also misses you. 
are real. It's so little. This one, last here. one, is so little. It's so hard to hit. Just like zooming back and forth. Like, like, it's like slippery like... and it's crowded. <laughs> Nadia, do something about this snake. <laughs> Look at it. All right. End this pitiful fight. Two claw attacks. <laughs> hey, uh, that's a twenty. Yep, that'll hit. Yep. Yay! And you claw. Do I need to roll damage? No. <laughs> you claw the last snake into ribbons, and the corridor is quiet unless anybody is screaming or breathing hard. But like, there are no more snakes. Um, <laughs> we solved like, your snake puzzle. I feel like puzzle. Nadia would have screamed at that last one. <laughs> well, um, you have defeated the snakes um, in the first trap uh, at the bottom of the stairs in this. We don't know what this is. We can just see. You can see a corridor and you can also see. I don't know if you're able to see them on the map, but there are um, as far as you can see down the corridor right now, there are at least two hallways or doorways or something off one on either side. So we will be able to come back and explore those next time when we play on Halloween. Ooh. Halloween. Um, so please come back and join us on Halloween, uh, same time, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to dress up as one of your favorite NPCs, or one of my favorite NPCs, that y'all voted for on Twitter like a long time ago, and I've been <laughs> accumulating costume pieces ever since. Um, hopefully the Yay. rest of the cast dresses up. It'll be a good time. Yeah. I'll dress um, up something. Awesome. Yeah, I have prosthetic ears and everything. It's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so come back and catch Arda again on Halloween for episode 31, um, where we will, we're in the spoopy underground someplace. So it's a good thematic Halloween time. Tomorrow, you can catch Peter and myself, as well as two special guests, here at 11 a.m. for the Wagadu Chronicles one shot that we'll be doing. And then let me look at my calendar because there are lots of things happening. Let's see. Uh, dee, 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 dee. Uh, on Thursday, Joe will be playing Pokemon um, again. And that's at, I don't remember what time. That's at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, 7, 7 uh, Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, so 9 p.m. Eastern, Joe plays Pokemon on Thursday. Um, Emily will be playing The Last of Us Part 2 again at 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And then we have Burn on sunday and then the next arda campaign so we got a lot going on <laughs> lots of lots of good stuff to hang out on here for um so yeah we're gonna get out of here right now but thank you so much to everyone who was watching tonight we really appreciate you you guys are awesome uh we appreciate the questions and all of the hanging out in the chat and thank you for giving our friends advantages and things on their roles uh, and thank you for buying an extra monster for that encounter. <laughs> One extra snake wasn't so bad. Um, <laughs> it could have been like an extra bugbear or something, and that would have been not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, so. Thank you all for being here. Um, don't forget, you can check us out on podcast and YouTube if you want to go through the backlog of our episodes and whatever. You can follow all of these lovely people on social media. Their handles are down in the reference section below. And yeah, keep checking out the panels below our Twitch or on our Twitter um, for updates about when we're going to be doing events and things. Other than that, um, we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.